following is a presentation of the Outside Lens Radio Network. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with my co-hosts. Yes, we got a full house. I'm very excited. Uh, first and foremost, the cannonball, Alex Steele. Alex, to the show. Good to, good to be here again. Uh, you know, a king's full of aces here. Yeah, absolutely. And also joining us, uh, we missed you for a couple weeks, but I'm glad you're back. The bootleg better. Boots in the house. Yeah. <laughs> newly, newly mic'd up. Uh, we, we got a, a fresh new microphone. We're going to capture that. That, ah, that so fresh, so clean. Yeah, that sweet velvety voice of yours there. Sweet velvet. <laughs> the bootleg better. Do better to be unbelievable. BB King. It's <laughs> hell of a reference there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, how y'all doing, brother? Yeah, we're we're doing well. We happy holidays, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Happy New Year to everybody. This fucking guy, everybody. <laughs> oh, unreal! Thank you for listening. <laughs> an adult talk. Jeez, <laughs> he's way too excited. Of the bootleg, better. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 Christmas time. Absolutely. <laughs> what a gift, Scotty Freytown. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the show, folks. We've been out of control this morning. Ah. Every everybody's in in that uh, uh cheer- spirit, yeah, that right? cheerful Christmassy mood yes. that we're experiencing. Yes, you got the tree all up, man. Oh, I know. It looks good. It was it was wild. Well, and the wife's upset. We, wow. we we got the the tree up, but we we didn't get it up till like two weeks before Christmas because all the, the remodels right. and whatnot. And right. she she was mad. She was mad. I oh. wanted my tree up. She she's oh. one of those those crazy people that like their tree up like you know day after Thanksgiving and, right. or or she likes it up like a week before Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm like, no, I'm good on that. Yeah, I'm no. Good on that. See, that's what my wife did. It was it worked out. She liked it. Oh, because I hate she it. was able to just relax over Thanksgiving oh. weekend. Oh yeah, but she had the darndest time getting me out of there from underneath. <laughs> <laughs> so fresh. You, don't, you don't get that from Aquafina. No, that, no, that, absolutely. Piney fresh. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. wanna you wanna get a little bit of yeah. sap in it. Right. A little bit. Right. Only <laughs> sap <laughs> yeah, but she, put, she put the lights up and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Told yeah. me to wash my hands and plug them in. So I don't know. Yeah. I figured maybe she's trying to put the spark back in. Uh, I may, geez, oh, peace. Geez, oh, it does. That's one way to do it. <laughs> uh, we, we've had ourselves a, a an outrageous Christmas lately, and uh, I'm just ready to be uh, to continue on with football. We've got week 15 in the books, week 16 around the corner. Mm. Uh, lurking. Yeah, corner. yeah, lurking around the corner. we got some big games this week, a lot of playoff implications in the next couple of weeks. Playoffs are around the corner. 
uh, I'm, I'm, and, and we're going to take a look at that playoff picture, uh, for, you know, today and to see how things are shaping up. We got a couple of teams that clinch playoff spots, uh, so we we do have that. The NFC starting to shape up. The AFC not as much. The no. AFC is much much tighter. Yeah. You know, so I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see that. It can go a lot of different ways in the AFC, especially it, with the AFC North. Yeah, it really can. I, the the North is all fourteen. Yeah, ma- yeah. yeah, magic number seems to be eight and six. There's yeah. a one, two, three, four, five teams that have that record. Yeah, it's it's been uh, uh, an interesting one to say the least. But let let's jump into these week fifteen scores. Let's let's. Uh, Let's uh, run through these. So, folks, here are your scores for Week 15 in the NFL, starting out with the Raiders and the Chargers blowout central. Uh, I would have never, I would have never guessed this in a hundred years. I'm like, what? Yeah. And now, granted, yeah, they don't have they don't have Josh McDaniel there anymore, but still, how? Yeah, how? 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the Raiders go 63-21 over the Chargers. You know, this this game results in the firing of Brandon Staley. We talked about that last week, too. Alex, you called called it. I remember the text. How long, what did you say? How long until uh, uh, Staley is gone? (laughs) Scott was like, I give him 24 hours. I was like, nope, I give him 12. Twelve hours later, we get the text. (laughs) Brandon Staley is (laughs) Alex. Slow clap of the week. <laughs> the slow clap award. I, I'm just amazed it took this long, you know. And and, and according and according to like I, I was skimming ESPN and there was this headline: "Too smart, too damn smart for his own good." Yeah. Uh, uh, I wouldn't use that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not an intelligent man, depending on too much of the analytics. Yeah, I right? my my problem with Brandon coach with analytics. Yeah, my my problem with Brandon Brandon Staley has been. Uh, you're a defensive coordinator, a, a, a career defensive guy, and you don't have a good defense. Right. And and that's been the issue with the Chargers for a while. He's a defensive guy with no defense. How, how is that a thing? I remember a, couple, a few years ago, it was the uh, run punt. Yeah. Right? Yep. Teams were just gashing them up to be, uh, gashing them against the run. Yep. You know, and 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 they was it was like they were trying to, to justify. The fact that you could just run all over them, and I, it just didn't sit right with me. No. And, uh, you know, the, the Chargers, I mean, Easton Stick is a disaster. A lot of people coming down on Kellen Moore in this situation and, and pointing the finger at him. Look, he's not your problem. The he's, offense has been okay. Yeah, it's been, good all, it's been fine. You know, it's, it's yeah. been fine. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with their offense. I have a problem with their defense. And I think, yeah, and I, and I do think as far as the Chargers go, look, offensively, and I know this is not going to be popular, but I do not think that there is a fit at the running back position on that football team right now. I really don't. And and it is very thin after Austin Eckler. Yeah, and and I don't I don't think Eckler fits what Kellen Moore wants, and and Eckler will be a better fit elsewhere. But I don't know that he fits the Kellen Moore system. He likes that that power runner. He likes having that that big, nasty Zeke Elliott type, and he doesn't have that in Eckler, and he needs to get that. I and I just... Eckler was pretty good all year until the last uh, two, three weeks here, but I think the the Kellen Moore offense is, is going to work fine going forward. Yeah. It's just that that, ooh, that deep defense, the, what, they were, what they were doing, it just didn't matter. How do you have Bosa and 
uh, Khalil Mack on your team. Right. Right. And can't generate a pass rush. Like, come on. <laughs> I was at a. I was right. Uh, and apparently, the, apparently the line that he used, uh, you know, it, it's an eerie, it's an eerie, uh, it's kind of a bookend here. I mean, it started with the Jags playoff game where the Jags came back 31-30, and then uh, then it ended with this. And and both games, after both games, he goes, games like these happen in the NFL. Mm. No, no, they don't. They happen to you, right. but they don't happen. <laughs> oh, it's you and Sean, yeah, your your boys, the 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 butthole. Oh, oh, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Payton, and his butthole looking mouth. But I mean, these these are these games that they they don't happen often, you know. And and so we got to see, especially with the Raiders and Aiden O'Connell, Aiden O'Connell out there looking like Joe Montana. I I don't understand. Uh, it's a, yeah. Oh, they will. It, it was embarrassing, though, for the Chargers. Brandon Staley gets uh, a boot in the ass out the door, so he's gone. Chargers, I mean, they're going to be on the prowl for a new head coach. Chargers going to charge. Yeah, Chargers going to charge her. Next up, Vikings going to Viking, too. Uh, the Bengals go out and beat the Vikings 27-24. You know, this game, I have a few problems with this game. Um, ultimately, you got, you know, Nick Mullins, a lot of people are blaming him for for this. Just throw it. Look, Nick Mullins went twenty six for thirty three, three hundred three, two touchdowns and two hey, picks. I mean, that's a pretty number. Yeah, that's a good right. fucking stat line for a backup quarterback. Yeah, you know, against a game because, Cincinnati defense. Yeah, because you got to go get it. Yeah, games like this, you got to go get it. So I don't mind the two picks, right? Because you're you, he's being aggressive. That's how he's going to play. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the numbers, they bear out a good good statistical output. But at the same time, they were in the game all game. Like, look at that fourth quarter. Ooh, yeah, we had, we, had, we had a lead in the fourth quarter yeah. going into the fourth. The, the thing that gets me, uh, uh, there were a few things that got me about this game. Uh, number one, the, the lack of usage of Justin Jefferson. Uh, it it kind of caught my eye. He did have seven catches for 84 yards. He should have been utilized more, I believe, in the red zone. And a lot of those red zone situations, uh, we, we saw two. He's the best player on your team. Yep, yeah, we saw two red zone meltdowns uh, uh, early on for the Vikings that resulted in turnovers. Uh, those were the, the two picks. Mullins, uh, he played aggressive though. I, you know, this this stat num this line here. Yeah. This is this is a, a, a professional quarterback starting quarterback line here. If you if I'm, I mean, yeah. look I'm, at the. I'm more apt to attack. Right? right. So I don't mind aggressive interceptions. Like just don't don't just be throwing it. Anywhere, anytime. Yeah, like, and I, I can live with an aggressive interception. Because hey, let's go get. It. Yeah, I, I couldn't live. It. I couldn't leave, live with with going down for the sack and then dumping it off into the opponent's that's lap. That was exactly. the one I had a problem with. That's the one. But the my my biggest problem with this with this whole game I talked about a little bit last week and I'll say it again. How in the hell are you at fourth and and a wiener, right? And and. You're gonna. It's two QB sneaks, but you got the smallest goddamn guy on the field pushing the quarterback in the back. How is that a thing? Not every team can do the brotherly shove. No, but it, you you've got an undersized quarterback. Yeah. And then and then after you got along with your undersized quarterback, you, I mean, at least throw a couple of the tight ends behind him. You you don't need to right. you don't need to stick Brandon Powell, who's right. all of what five five. I mean, you're gonna. Right. I mean, why don't you just. 120 pounds soaking wet. 
Yeah, why don't yeah. you just go get Deuce Vaughn and say, hey, go push him? Why? Right. I mean, right. you just put Johnny Mutt back there. Yeah. Yeah, give me Johnny Mudd, give me give me Hawk, give me somebody yeah. that can that can shove him in the back. You 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 brought in Josh Oliver, yeah. who's primarily a blocking tight end. Yeah. Use him in that. Yeah, what yeah. are we doing? It just doesn't you got you have CJ Ham on that team. You know, like put him back there. Here's another idea. Use Ty Chandler. He was a bowling ball all game. Twenty three <laughs> carries, hundred and thirty two yards, and a touchdown. And that was my other thing is, you know, why, why would you sneak it when you have Ty Chandler? Ty Chandler is, he gives the, the Vikings offense juice. Yeah, right. and, and le- last week he he was a monster in the trenches. Yeah. I would be given, if, if, especially when you got down to third and one, right. I would have been giving him the ball and, and saying go crazy. I wouldn't have been doing this QB sneak stuff. No, you got to look at it this way. Ty Chandler's been pretty much been in bubble wrap nearly all season, right, because he's rarely been used yeah so now's the time yeah that's what you're paying him for but ty chandler he, he gets out on the outside he's, he's, he's quick he's elusive he bounces off the tacklers yep you know uh he I, does I, things that alex madison yeah. doesn't do exactly yep yeah he gives him a, you know that juice I, I really like his game yeah and and he he went out and had the game of his life but the the bengals go out and get it done jake browning yells at the camera after the win you should have never caught me uh, you know, hey Jake, I, I just want to give you a little news flash. Um, you know, this this whole front office is different. These aren't the same people that let you go. Yeah, this ain't Zimmer, this ain't Spielman. Those <laughs> guys are gone. You know, like a revenge game. Yeah, game, yeah, a revenge game against the guys that didn't even let you go. Yeah. You know, get over yourself, big guy. Um, Jamar Chase did go down with an injury in this game. We'll be talking about him a little bit later. But next up. Colts go out and beat the Steelers 30-13. to 13. The Colts, uh, you know, hey, Gardner Minshew, man, getting it done. This this Colts team is in the playoffs. Minshew mania, baby. Uh, <laughs> Here it is. I, I think it's an entire team effort. The defense <laughs> is very good. They're getting turnovers every game. The run game, it, it's, it's almost like it doesn't matter who's back there. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, Tyler Goodson, Trey Sermon, right? They're getting it done in the trenches with the run game, and the defense has stepped up big time. Look, look, I see 18 for 28 and 215, but I also see that three touchdown number from old Gardner. But you remember the games <laughs> where he wasn't, right? Hey, he was playing at home. He had a good game. I can't, I can't deny he, that. He, he had a good game. game. But I think it's an entire team. Yep, uh, he did play mistake-free football. Yeah, he's, he's looking like coach of the year stuff, right? Yeah, you, you, you lose Anthony Richardson, who I mean, with, with Gardner Minshew, and and who's better? He's <laughs> 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 poking the bear there. Bringing up the bad mojo. But Minshew had himself a good game. The Steelers are, are you know, look, I think. A lot of people are, are calling for heads with the Steelers organization, but let me just make something clear: that team is still seven and seven, yeah. In spite of all the quarterback problems, yeah. In spite of, of all the injuries and the off the yeah. field bullshit, and yeah. and everybody's calling for Mike Tomlin's head. No, nah, yeah. nah. he's he should be firmly in the running for coach of the year stuff right yeah. now. Yeah, he's the one that's keeping it all together. Yeah, he's the glue for the team. Yeah, because even though they've lost this game, guess what? They're probably going to be. The Seahawks at the end of the year. Yeah, probably. Right? Probably. probably. Oh, so, 
it might upset the apple cart in the NFC too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's what the Steelers do. You know, they kind of lay in the water, just kind of. You think they're dead? You think they're like Jason? Yeah. Yep. Thirteen pop movie, out, right? <laughs> that's it. That's the Steelers, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, put a hockey mask on that guy. Yeah, but they they need better quarterback play. Bottom line. Yes, I agree. Yeah. The, the, I, come on. I, I do think the Steelers. You, you go into the draft. I do think they're in the market for a quarterback coming into the first round. You think they're going to stick to Kenny Pickett? Man, it's going to be hard to do that. You know, I think once the people, it's almost like the people have seen too much. Yeah, and they know Kenny Pickett isn't the one that's going to get them there. Right, and and that's why I think you know you go to the draft, and and if I'm the Steelers, I'm looking in that first round, and and I'm seeing a quarterback heavy draft class with a lot of good names because when they picked up Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett was supposed to be the top quarterback out of the draft class, but you know yeah. it was a, it was a weak draft class. Yeah, yeah, I, I would I would be taking a hard look at Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, if I were the Pittsburgh. And and I think he would fit their mold a little better. Yeah. Um, and get the ball down the field. Yeah. And get to George Pickens, please. Get a quarterback that can get the ball consistently to George Pickens. Yeah, consistently down the field. And that's one thing about Penix is, is while I do have some problems with his mechanics, uh, he does have a good long ball. Yes. And, and that's one thing that I did notice watching him is, is his deep ball is really good, and that's what George Pickens is made for. Yeah. Is, is catching arm quarterback. You can play in the weather. Right. Right? So, because we, we know you're going to get snow in Pittsburgh. You're right. You're going to get rain. You're going to get some wind. You're going to get that weather. But Phoenix Jr. has played in Indiana. Yep. Right in Midwest. And then you go out west to, to Washington last couple of years. Yep. Rain, wind, everything else like snow out and there it's in Washington. Oregon. Too. Playing in Oregon. Exactly. Yep. So, if I'm the Steelers, I'd be looking at Pickens Jr. Yeah, and and a lot of people are. A lot of people think he he is the bee's knees. The, and you know, while I'm concerned about you know the injury history when it comes to Penix, um, if you look at at uh, uh, what the Steelers have notoriously done and what they've always been good at is having a very good offensive line. Exactly, that's something that they've always been good for. So uh, the Steelers, you know, they go out and drop one to uh, to the Colts here, but you know, hey, it, for for them to still be seven and seven. But with all the QB troubles and everything else, my and God. still in the playoff hunt, mind you, still in the hunt, absolutely. Uh, next up, Lions go out, beat the Broncos, forty-two to seventeen. A lot of people mm. getting excited about this game. Jared Goff, 20, 24 for thirty-four, two seventy-eight, five touchdowns on the day. Just a massive performance from him. You know, I Jared Goff is so streaky and hot and cold all year long. Yeah, you know, the, he has these games that are are just a abysmal where he just yeah he just looks like a bum and then he has a game like this where he blows it up now look i'm going to i I hate to be that guy (laughs) but i got it we i would be remiss Uh, i would be remiss if i if i wasn't that guy the 32nd rank rush defense 24th rank pass defense (laughs) i'm just throwing that out there okay let's let's be real jared goff had himself a good game against against a bad team. See, this is as of that week. You know, there was a there was a point in time earlier in the season, if I'm not mistaken, where the where the Broncos were, you know, a, a better, a higher ranked defense. Were they not? No, see, the Broncos got hot, and and I, yeah, their defense was higher ranked. They got hot for about a good four week stretch there, yeah. which was really really rock yeah. solid. And then and they started coming down again. It was that matchup against 
Texans that kind of started bringing them back to earth. Yeah, and it started with the Chiefs. Yep, because they look good because they, they beat the Chiefs after the after they had lost to them. Yeah, like, in front all their starters. Yeah, they beat the Chiefs, and then the defense went on a nice run. Yeah, and then and then now, if you look at what the defense has turned into since this game or or before this game, leading into this game, thirty second against the run, dead last, twenty fourth against the pass, um, and and they're the thirtieth overall defense. It, it it's been a, a rough. They did have a nice little stretch there, about four games, where it's like, wow, look at that, maybe he's turning that defense around. And then yeah. you saw him against Houston, and you saw him against uh, now Detroit. And you're like, hmm. Back-to-back road games. Right. right. West Coast, East Coast. Yep. Changing time. So, so the question's begged. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, it, it was probably travel fatigue. Yeah. Right? Probably. Because, yeah. Because back-to-back weeks, they're going West Coast, East Coast. Um, different time different time periods, too. Different time frames of, of the game. The one was at 1 p.m., and now you got a prime time against Detroit. Mm-hmm. So... I, you know, it just affected them, and that's that's just a bad spot. And they caught Detroit, and Detroit plays better at home. Yeah, they had do. the entire yep. offense, starting offensive uh, line. Yep, back together. Yep. Frank Ragnow at center. Yeah, and so because at that game with the game with the Bears, uh, they had Glasgow at center, and Glasgow was responsible for one of the turnovers uh, that that they suffered at in that game. So, you know, they got they got the right personnel in the right place. You know, and you know, if you would have told me that Sam Laporta would have went would have went up for three touchdowns, I'd be like, okay, I would have called you nuts. And and I did a little bit of a deep dive on on Sam Laporta. One of the the big arguments recently, uh, especially within the last couple of weeks, is well, is Sam Laporta better than TJ? Ah, uh, it's been one of the the big arguments that has been going on. I think Hawk is the better of the two. Uh, and, and a lot of people have been saying, well, Laporta's been getting a lot of uh, a lot of catches, a lot of yards. Uh, he does have a higher drop rate than Hawk. One thing I will say about Sam Laporta, and, it, and I, this is how deep I went, is where is he lined up, and when is it, when do his catches come? And I realized that a majority of Sam Laporta's catches come in deep when the defense is playing deep zone, and they're giving up anything underneath, and Laporta is running a route that is ten yards or less. That's when a lot mm-hmm. of his yardage comes from, and it also comes from he's not, he's not an inline tight end. I I, I realized he had a, he had 133 snaps from the from the slot this year. Yeah. I didn't. I, I was like, wow, they're they're yeah. really lining him up like a receiver a lot of the way. They do. Yep. But he can block, so he does that too. He's he's a capable blocker. Now. You can't just say he, he you know he didn't whip on guys. I I'll, they won't allow you to do that at Iowa. I will. Just throw this out there from a blocking perspective. I mean, there are better tight blocker tight ends. TJ Hawkinson has a 63 and a half blocking yeah. grade. Sam Laporta has a 51 blocking grade. Again, there are better <laughs> tight ends than blocking, right. but he does. He's capable of it. Because if he wasn't, he wouldn't be on the field. Right. There are a couple there were a couple there were a couple of games that he had at a really high blocking grade. You yeah. know, but but a lot yeah. of the games it's been, you know, he's capable. Pi, pi, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you know who isn't just I. Mm-hmm. I want to hear you say his name. Want to hear you say his name? I am. I'm gonna say it right. I'm gonna ruin your day. Oh man! <laughs> oh, come on, brother. Come on, brother. His name is Jameer. I'm only good against the last defense in the run defense league. 
or the, the last run defense in the league. See, yeah. see you can't even say it right. Yeah, yeah I know. You know it was about uh, Jameer. Jameer, only ba- good against the bad defenses. Gibbs. Oh my god, that's it. Are we gonna we gonna fill up some numbers? We he is. No, he is. No, he consistently impacts the game, whether they are ahead or behind. Well, he, because he gets consistent snaps, he gets consistent work. Falcons run defense. Fifteen. Broncos run defense. He scored thirty-seven. He scored once. You got you you he you've scored. got these you've got these teams that are thirty-second, thirty-first, eighteenth, fifteenth. These are the the defense rankings. Twenty-fourth. These are the defense rankings against the run. You can at which point in the season? Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. So if so, I, so let me get this straight. So what if you went out there had fifteen carries and got thirty yards? You, against a bad defense, you'd say, "Well, he only got 15 carries, 30 because he's overrated." I, I look, I, I, I stand by Jameer Gibbs being overrated. It's I guess so, it, it's a lose, lose because you win it either. You I, win it either I want area. to see, I want to see Jameer Gibbs blow up against San Francisco. I want uh, to see. Him, you I want to see. I want to see Jameer Gibbs blow up against Baltimore. He did. He didn't. Yeah, he had he what did. 50 yards. Scored. 50 yards. Yeah. <laughs> he scored. Pull him up. Yard. Baltimore game. Pull he had 50 yards and a touchdown. I can tell you that because Look. I looked it up. Look it up. I want to I want to see 50, it. 53 and a TD? I want to see it. 53 and a TD? He was the best. He was the best alignment because when David Montgomery went down, Jameer Gibbs stepped right in and had really good games. I don't know. Oh, 68 in a touchdown. 11 carries, 68 in a touchdown. Let's, let's take a look at the other stats. Receiving. Nine receptions for 58 yards. So over 100 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. And what did Baltimore do in that game? 38-6. But, but what did Baltimore do in that game after they, they got up early? They got up early. They had they had 28 points in the first half. So what And if, what did they do? Oh my what God. did they do? I don't. I don't know what they did. All I'll I tell you what they. I'll what tell you what they did. They sunk you, back into a prevent defense. I know what Jameer Sunk Gibbs back did. into a deep zone and she gave him up anything underneath. And Jameer Man. Gibbs went out and put up a bunch of so garbage me, time stats when the okay. game was out of hand. So if he would have dropped the passes, then what would you have said? He's already dropped plenty of passes. Oh no, he has not. There's a highlight reel oh online God. showing oh all of God. the passes that Jameer Gibbs has dropped. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He actually, so he catches more than he drops. So, or else they wouldn't keep throwing it to him. So he has been the result of six out of the eight drops that the Lions have had out of their backfield this year. Okay. Six of the eight drops out of out of their running back. Okay. He drops the ball. <laughs> Not against Baltimore. Uh, 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 because That's nine receptions. Because Baltimore that, that wasn't nine drops. Because Baltimore just says, "Here you go." That wasn't nine you drop. Go. Take it. Take that, anything. That was nine receptions. That wasn't nine <laughs> drop. See, he's overrated. Oh, <clears> I oh. don't buy him. Oh man, I okay. don't buy him. Okay, I don't. I just don't. He has had a consistent, positive impact <clears throat> on the offense all season long. I disagree. All season. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> But As we in any saying, case, the Lions, in, in, the Lions get the W. Jameer Gibbs does have 11 carries, 100 yards, and a TD against a bad defense. But when does the win? Uh, oh, God, oh, God, I'll kill you. I'll kill you for that. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, seven receptions, 112 and a touchdown. Amon Ross just 
this is Amon Rasen. We we yes. to him. Uh, great possession receiver. He reminds me, and I said it before. I'll say it again. He reminds me so much of Chris Carter. It's outrageous. He really does wow. the way he possesses the ball. The the plays over, you know, down the seam, over the middle. He gets those passes, and he just brings them in beautifully. He gets. Well, he had a couple of drops in that game too. Did he? He sure did. I didn't see. Uh-huh. I didn't see those drops. <laughs> but <laughs> usually yeah. he's. I mean, Amon Ra throughout the year has notoriously been a good possession receiver. Yeah, yes, I the agree. Yeah, yeah, I, I did uh, see those. I did see those. A couple of drops against the Bears. But normally, Amon Ra St. Brown's a good receiver. Yeah, um, he's one of the best in the league. Yes, one yeah. of the. I, I agree. Uh, and one of the the guys I do want to point out that hasn't been good. Jameson Williams has not been good. Four receptions, 47 yards. In this one, before this game, he only had 21 yards per game. He, uh, he's he been used in spots more this season because it's sort of a proven type of yeah, season. Yeah, right? I can see that. You haven't seen or heard anything off the field, I think, you know. Since the gambling. Yeah. Yeah. I think some it's kind of sunk in, right? And Hopefully. He, and he's in a better, <laughs> better spot, right? And I think he's gaining more trust was in the offense from uh, Jared Goff and income. Yep. But the Lions go out, they get the W. If they win this week, they clinch the division. They wind up as NFC North champions for the first time since, what, 1992, yeah. I think it is? 93. Yep. So they'll they'll walk out with their first division title in 31 years, so that'll be special for them. If they do get the W this week, we'll be talking about that in a little bit. Next up, the Saints go out and pull out a W against the New York football Giants. We expected this. I, I mean, look, Tommy DeVito has been a fun story, to say the least. But I, let's face it, guys, Come Tommy on. DeVito ain't, ain't a starter. Come on. Nuh-uh. On Monday night uh, last week, with his parents in the crowd and everything, he <laughs> still looked bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, Happened to be the team one. Yeah, right. Yeah, he just he looked bad. He, he yeah, didn't play all that. Great. No, he he looks. He's not a good. He's just a fun. It's yeah. like Tim Tebow. Yeah, you know, it's like Tim Tebow. <laughs> exactly. He he's the Italian Tim Tebow. Yeah, he goes out and he, he wins a like Tim Tebow. You remember he won a playoff game and everybody looked at him like he was a world beater. And then you looked at the stat line in that game. He went two for eight. You know what Tim <laughs> Tebow? You know who Tim Tebow was? Tim Tebow was an athlete playing quarterback, yep. but above all else, he was a leader. Right. And he got the best out of everyone that he played with. Yeah, he did. I and don't understand he, how. It, you know what I mean? He will <laughs> he willed those teams to victory. Yep. You know, when all else when all else fell. He was not a quarterback. He was an athlete playing quarterback, but he was a leader. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what Tommy DeVito has been in certain situations. He's not a good quarterback. No. But uh, you know, Exciting for they came back down to earth. Yeah, after yeah. the big Monday night win. Oh, oh so yeah. everybody's oh, <laughs> oh, 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 done cutlets. Hey, hey, oh. <laughs> and then here comes the that. Night. That experiment's over. Yeah, that the Saints come in. The Saints actually have a, a halfway decent defense over there. You know, uh, especially when playing against. Yeah, when playing against certain teams, they they've done well. We'll be talking about the Saints pretty shortly here, but. Uh, the Saints, you know, they they get it done here. And actually, you know, they, everybody was touting uh, Derek Carr for having the quote-unquote best game of the year. Let me just make something clear. He only threw for 218. Okay, yeah, he was 20, 28. It was game-managing football. This was yeah. like some Brock Purdy type yeah, stuff right is, here. It wasn't like he was, you know, just throwing, lighting them up. Yeah, yeah, he, he, had a, he had a good game. He had a good game. Was, he had a good game. Mistake-free good, football. Good game for Derek. Right. But this, this is a starting quarterback in the NFL. This isn't like Nick Mullins, who's a backup. This right. is this is a starting quarterback in the NFL, and you're expected 
you know, to, to put up better stats if, if you're going to be taken seriously in this league. Exactly. 220, 230, and, and two to three touchdowns. Yeah, I would expect that from a, a starting NFL quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the Saints go out and get it done, uh, and, and they are still firmly, believe it or not, in the playoff picture. They're in the hunt. So uh, they're, they're in the hunt for the division. They're only a half a game back from the Buccaneers. Right. I mean, they're they're in the hunt here. So I mean, they I think the the Saints in, in their minds they got to win out. We'll be talking about that that uh, Thursday night game shortly here. But you know, the Saints they gotta they gotta uh, win out probably to to wind up in the promised land there. Uh, next up, the Browns go out and beat the Bears twenty to seventeen. A highly contested game. Uh, to use term these guys were baking and they were making some turnovers here uh oh yeah yep uh joe flacco man 28 for 44 374 two touchdowns and three interceptions on the day justin fields for 40 166 down bustin fields yeah bustin fields that's exactly what he is uh two interceptions in this one you know the cleveland defense to me was more of the story here they're the guys that that were getting it done um, and, and kind of saving the day. Without Joe, multiple starters. Right. Joe Flacco is, is a fun story, and everybody seems to be talking about him, and, and I get it. There, there have been moments where Joe Flacco has had just these outlandishly good games. This one, high yardage, okay, two touchdowns, but the three picks kind of eh, kind of spell yeah. that. Well, and, and the big story about the, about the Hail Mary attempt, but, you know, if, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this, uh, you know, Old Bustin you know, hauls it over to the end zone. Bounces it bounces off one of the Browns defenders, and it lands in the stomach of Darnell Mooney, and it just and the ball just squirts out of his hand. Yeah, like he could have had a he could have had like a career moment catching that touchdown, but it just it just fell out of his hands, and I was on the floor laughing so hard. I mean, I felt bad for Darnell Mooney, but it's like what a way to lose a game. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a fun game to watch. I mean, even though all the turnovers were going on and whatnot, it was actually a pretty good game. Uh, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people, like I said, talking about Joe Flacco and company. The defense was the story here. You said, like you said, boots missing starters here. Uh, you know, yeah. it's it, it it is what it is. The Browns, and it, this is another guy we got to be talking about. Coach of the year, Stefanski is just mm-hmm. live nine and five here. I mean, yes. Yeah. In spite of he's the, he's the constant, yeah. Right? You're, you lose Nick Chubb, you lose your starting quarterback, you go out and lose all these pieces on lose defense. Another starting quarterback, yep. And then yeah. and Stefanski gets a quarterback mid-season, goes and picks yeah. him up out of free agency, basically off the streets, and says, "All right, Joe," and returns him to the twilight of his career. Yeah, you know, Jeff, <laughs> Joe, he's he's always been a good deep ball thrower, right? Accurate deep ball, big arm, big arm, and he's and he's always, he's just he's been a good veteran professional quarterback. Yep, his entire career. He was good with the Jets last year too when he, he came. He was good in. with the Jets. Yep, actually beat the Browns. Yeah, came with a comeback <laughs> yeah. win. Beat the beat the Browns last year. Yep, you know people people said how. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Did the same thing against uh, Baltimore, by the way. I I don't understand Chicago. Um, doing the things that they're doing, and and look, I get he had he had a bad stat line in this game in particular, but I don't understand the logic of Chicago not putting the ball in Deontay Foreman's hands. I believe Deontay Foreman is the best running back on that team. I think they should be handing the ball off to Deontay Foreman. I think that any team that picks up Deontay Foreman off the streets is going to have a good runner on their hands. In this particular game, he got stuffed in some weird spots. 
Uh, six, you know, it, it was. Defense. Yeah, staying I mean, on the Browns defense. Yeah, Browns yeah. Defense. I, I mean, I just I don't understand the Bears. I would be running the hell out of Deontay Foreman. Yeah, I, I would be. I just I don't understand. That's one runner. I don't understand is is sitting on their bench and and sitting behind guys like Khalil Herbert and now Rashawn Johnson and they've gone mm-hmm. yeah exactly they've gone behind this this three headed monster of, of running backs. Just this, this guy is a a, a thousand yard rusher in yeah. Tennessee, thousand yard rusher in in Carolina. Like I just don't I don't get it. Yeah, he's it makes no sense. Yeah. No, he's he's kind of a bad situation. Yep, with. Uh, You've got holdovers from a previous coaching staff, you yep. know, Khalil Herbert, right? And Foreman's brought on, but he's not taking over the lead because Herbert was hurt for a little bit, and Roshan Johnson steps in a little bit, and he got he got hurt. But Deontay Foreman, he should be all he should be getting all the care. Yeah, he should be the default. The, yeah, yeah, he should be the number one. I'm not sure what they're doing in Chicago. It's an organizational failure at this point. <laughs> Justin Fields, was, same deal. I, I don't. <laughs> Justin I was, Fields. <laughs> I was waiting for organizational failure. I was waiting for it. <laughs> it, it yeah. it's, it's the Bears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to fire the coach. Yeah, Matt Eberflus is probably on his way out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you think the GM too? Probably. Yep. Probably. Pace is probably gone. So and and I and I would be I would be shocked if Justin Fields was still with the Bears next season. Yeah, right. Yeah. So this I know I, 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 I wouldn't be because you know I can see I can see the brain trust sitting there going, well he's our franchise quarterback he's our guy. I'm like no he's not. No he's not. No, he's not. He's not. Oh. If you're going to be bringing in a new general manager and a new coach, you're going to have to have a new quarterback. Yeah, and and for the record, Ryan Poles. Is the, Ryan Poles. Yeah, Ryan Poles. Hey, I'm sorry. I said yeah, Pace. Pace was the former GM over there. Now it's Ryan Poles, the former Kansas City uh, uh, front office guy. Yeah. He was the assistant GM in Kansas yeah. City. But yeah, Poles probably you know like a lot. He's been a laughing stock in a way, and and you know it, it, it's it's one of those things where uh, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I, I, Alex, Alex, I, I just want to point out, he, Alex sends me the silliest goddamn messages on this podcast sometimes. When we're, right. when we're sitting here, a little, little yeah. peek behind the curtain. And and Alex just informed me that uh, he had to use the restroom. <laughs> and it, it's... <laughs> it says, I got a crumpet. <laughs> This show has gone off the rails today. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, but anyhow. TMI. Yeah, thank you, Alex. I I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, so. uh, So, yeah, yeah. Organizational failure. Yeah, by the Bears. By the Bears. They're they're, they're about to to knock their franchise back another three years. Oh, yeah. But minimum. You know, I. Brian Poles has been something of a laughing stock about, you know, he, he said a few years ago when he came in as their GM, we're going to take the North and never give it back. And, huh. and that, that clip has been on replay mm-hmm. ever since he came in with the bears and he has not taken the North no. he, and, and he no. sure as hell hasn't even had to give it back because no. it's just been sitting yeah. firmly in the laps of, of other teams in the NFC North. Yeah. I, I just, you've been taking something. Yeah, I guess. 
but yeah, the, the Bears go out and drop another one. Uh, just just a disaster. And then uh, next up, we got the Panthers and the Falcons. Uh, look, <laughs> fifteen people in the in the crowd. Oh my god! Yeah, empty empty stands. <laughs> I don't think you know. Like I I've seen Organ- look organizational, organizational failure. failure. Yeah yeah. You know look look. I, I've seen Detroit Lions fans show up for their team when they were on sixteen. Yeah. I saw Detroit, and they may have been wearing bags on their heads, brother. But they still bought the goddamn tickets. I have the Aints back yeah, in the day. Yeah, the yeah. That with the Aints, and you had the people of the Browns. I would rather have a crowd full of brown bag fans than an empty stadium. Wow. Yeah, I have never seen a stadium empty yeah. like that. Right. Like that. NFL. An NFL stadium what? that empty. Um, you know, it's it, it was just, yeah. It, it says something. Uh, do we feel better, buddy? Yep, uh, we, we we were able to take that. Uh, <laughs> we we were able to, you know, to relieve the pressure there, and uh, you know, the offense was able to 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 get the ball rolling on that as as, as it were. <laughs> Please tell me you left all that in. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> yes. yes. Best yes. episode ever. Yeah, absolutely. Taking the Browns to the ball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that might actually be what happens if they keep winning. If they keep winning like this. Right. Right. No cap. Talk. Unbelievable. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, empty state. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Alex filled that stadium, but here. <laughs> oh no! You're talking about yeah, can't, yeah. That was that yeah. was. This is one of the strangest games I've ever. Seen. How do how. Does Bijan Robinson only get seven carries for eleven yards? How does Arthur Smith not? How does Arthur Smith still have a job? I've been questioning this for a while. I don't think Arthur Smith's a good head coach. Uh, the Falcons, you know, they're they're already kind of exploring the, the option of, of moving off of Arthur Smith here. Uh, Desmond Ritter's not a good quarterback. I don't understand why Desmond Ritter continues to start when Taylor Heineke was the better of the two uh, several games ago, and that's not saying much. Okay, well. Heineke is going to be the starter next week. Yeah, he will be the starter. Yeah, yeah, we'll be talking about that shortly here. But, you know, like Desmond Ritter, I don't understand why you're forcing a bad quarterback into the game because Desmond Ritter has not been good. He is not a pro-ready quarterback. He was fine in Cincinnati when he was there for college, okay? Yeah. He was good there. But but he got to the playoff, yeah. But, But at the end of the day, Desmond Ritter is not a good pro quarterback. He's just not. I don't understand the idea that Tyler Algier is getting double the carries of Bijan Robinson. You spent a seventh overall pick on Bijan. How are you going to not give him the carries? How is he not your bell cow? <laughs> you spent a seventh round pick on. Doesn't make sense. It makes about as much much sense as as his uh, as the mustache on Arthur Smith's face. None. Okay, it, it none. I, I, I don't get it. Tyler Algier, I, I get it. He was a 1,000-yard rusher last year, but he you don't spend a seventh overall pick to go and get your star running back if you're not going to fucking use him. Yeah. You need yeah. these guys. Right? It, it just doesn't well, make sense. You got to go get him. Against yeah. the Panthers. And you know, and this is, and everybody keeps drawing, and look, I, I get we, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Jabir Gibbs guy, but. I, everybody keeps drawing this comparison between Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs, and I'm over here going, number one, Bijan ain't getting fucking carries. Number two, 
Gibbs has a better supporting cast than B. John Robinson. You can't tell me that Jared Goff is is, is uh, as bad as Desmond Ritter for Christ's sake. You can't tell. You can't me do it. Is, the argument's moot at this point. You, you can't tell me Drake London's as good as Amon Ross St. Brown for Christ's sake. They, they can just. I know you're on a rant right now, but I'm pause. I'm gonna hit the pause button, and I'm gonna just tell you that from the beginning, I said Jameer Gibbs is better than B. John Robinson. He's not. I stand by that. <laughs> They're within three yards of each other. I stand by it. <laughs> the two games that they played against each other in college and in the pros, Jameer Gibbs had the better game, and his team won. I hit the pause button. Continue, Scott. Who who had the who had? The, let me ask you this question: Who had the better run defense? Run defense. Who had the better run defense? With who? In this game, in this game this year, who had the better run defense? Oh, Atlanta. Uh huh. Atlanta had a better run defense than Detroit early in the season. Uh huh. Detroit was ranked fifth. Atlanta was down in the teens. Ranked is different. Than, <laughs> ranked is different than what you they're, see on the they're, field. They're ranked in the teens. But but go ahead. It's it's interesting to kind of put that together. Bijan's not being used. I think will. I think he's we'll, not being used. You're right. Yeah. You know, you want to know how much you want to know how bad Desmond Ritter sucks. Well, we probably might be talking about this. Taylor Heineke apparently is preparing to be the Falcon starter down the stretch here. Right, and, and that's yeah, and 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 we're going to get ready for that. I, and Taylor Heineke is is clearly the better of the two. We saw Taylor Heineke earlier this year, and he was the better of the two. And like I said, it's not saying much about Desmond Ritter. No, he sucks. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll say this, man. I think me and you, we're gonna be old men. I'm gonna be Jameer Gibbs, and you'll be Bijan Robinson. <laughs> Jameer Gibbs. Yes, this is a this is a this is a few that will not die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is right up there with Sony Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> the last. This oh, is the Sony. God. You know, it's it, it's. There's there have been some very heated debates on this show over the years, and this is this one top is one of the top ones. Yeah, this, this makes one, for some interesting. It makes for some interesting radio. This this one is is almost as good as the Sony Michelle. Uh, and, uh, and for for the the longtime listeners, that uh, the Sony Michelle argument has been a, a very entertaining time. And and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I, if you if you didn't ever hear about that, I think I've explained that yeah. one to you, but. Sony Michelle uh, is, is one of my favorite ones. But in any case, and, and you know, one guy I want to point out that's actually been weirdly having like a good year, Jonu Smith has been just yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. Arthur Smith loves him yeah. from his days in Tennessee. Yep, absolutely. Jonu Smith has been out of nowhere having a good year, but getting underutilized is Kyle, Kyle Pitts, Pitts, who's way underutilized here. Yeah, previous regime. Yeah, this is, but that's a guy that like, He's still producing. Yeah, he, like, he, he can he, still produce. He he's a good, pa- yeah, he's a good pass catcher, good route runner. Like I don't get it. Arthur Smith doesn't know how to use good players. We can say it from a fantasy perspective. He, does, you know, Arthur Smith doesn't care about your fantasy team. He's gonna do what he's gonna do to win the game, <laughs> and he doesn't. Right? <laughs> and he doesn't. <laughs> and he doesn't win exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and that's the the concerning thing. And then. You know, Bryce Young, you know, he had a pretty accurate game in this one, 18 for 24, but he only had 167 yards. Uh, he didn't throw an interception in this one. Chuba Hubbard, actually, I got to give big ups to Chuba Hubbard. Ever since Miles Sanders went down with the injury, Chuba, yeah, ever since Miles Sanders went down with the injury, Chuba Hubbard's actually been really, really good this year. Yeah. And in this game, 22 carries, 87 yards. He gets a four average on it, which is actually decent. Yeah. Uh, you know, Adam Thielen. You know, I, I understand what his role was here. Yeah. You brought him in to be like 
a makeshift number one until you find an actual number one. And they didn't know if Jonathan Mingo was going to shape up to be a true number one. Right now, it ain't looking like it. Not looking like yeah, it. Yeah, and and I I like his game, but it it's it's a, it's a little rough. He reads like a, a, a right now. I mean, like, like Gabe Davis. Yeah, like like a low end two. Low end two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of where we're at. And and I, I don't know. Adam Thielen has had a hell of a year uh, for for. A guy who's dealing with a rookie quarterback that has no offensive line and all this stuff. Adam Thielen's actually been pretty decent this year, yeah. As as sort of a de facto number one, yeah. Uh, but I think the I think the the, uh, the gas is starting to run out the tank, yeah. Uh, with with Thielen, and by this point in the season, Mingo was supposed to have you Evolved. know started yeah. descending and being that guy. Uh, with the but back to Chuba Hubbard real quick. Um, I really liked his game, but when he was at Oklahoma State, he mm-hmm. caught the ball out of the backfield pretty well. He has decent speed. He's not break he's no. not a breakaway, you know, guy, but he's got good uh, middle of the field speed. A little undersized. Yeah, a little, little undersized. Um, tough runner, right? And uh, he can, you know, he can do some things with the uh, in the in the pass game. Right. I, I do like his game overall. Yeah, he. Uh... He struggled his first couple of years, and and recently, you know, like I said, this this injury to Miles Sanders, he came on quite a bit this year. So you you got to give uh, Chuba Hubbard his flowers there. The Panthers go out and win this one nine to seven in an empty stadium. Terrible. It was terrible. Uh, you know, reinvest in the offensive line, Carolina. Yeah, they they need they have good tackles over there. Their offensive tackles aren't the problem. It's the interior that's the yes. issue. And yes. you, you have no, and I've been t- saying it, I feel like a broken record week over week. They have no guards. They have no center. They need to get interior offensive line to keep that pocket clean yes. and create throwing lanes for Bryce Young, which they just don't do. No. It's just, it's crazy to me. And the crazy thing about Carolina, look at this score. This has been the story all year for Carolina. Low scoring games. And you look at their defense. and has been very good yeah. against the pass. There is no reason. I said it last week. I'll say it again. There is no reason why Ezra Evero should not be the head coach of this football no team. No reason at all. No reason. And he did that, and his his defense has been good all year, yeah. and, and they were missing stars on that field throughout the whole year. Yeah. They were missing stars and star players in that yeah. secondary, and they were still good. Yep. That shows me that Ezra Evero should be the head coach over there. I don't understand how he's not. I, 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 I said last season, why did they even – why, when Sean Payton took over, yep. why did he not just go right to Israel Evero? Hey, stay here. Be yep. my default defense coordinator. Yep. And now look at Broncos defense right now. Right. It's a disaster. So I mean, it's, it's like, well, here we go. And you see the Panthers defense; they're so good. If imagine if say, let's say from a hypothetical standpoint, Ben Johnson goes to Carolina. Say Ben Johnson goes to Carolina and he retains Evero. Mm. Now, now we're talking. Now yeah. we're talking a good co- yeah. coaching staff, a good offensive scheme. Yeah. Ben Johnson's out there, yeah. and, and we're going to be talking about him and his asking price and all that other crap going yeah. on. And you could get – because look at the play-action game of, of the Detroit Lions. Yep. Right? You take that to Carolina. With, with Chuba a, Hubbard. With Chuba Hubbard and a strong interior offensive line. Yep. And a, and a quarterback who can get the ball down the field with, if given time and opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that that play action pass will help yeah. a guy like Bryce Young in a big way, a big big way. Yeah, and we saw we saw how stuff like that helped Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Yeah. We saw how stuff like that helped Jared Goff over you in Detroit. See, exactly. You see it right now because and and the way Ben Johnson, you know, it he execute he created a play action plan where he, they would do play action. There would be a bootleg, 
he would come on the outside and, and you'd see Goff, the way he would draw coverages off. Yeah. Using the receiver and the tight end with the two different yeah. routes, he would draw the corner in so that the receiver came open on the outside and whatnot. It's just brilliantly done. Yeah. If you move a guy like Ben Johnson into that situation and a guy like Adam Thielen too, being down in Carolina would yeah. benefit from that in a big way. The bootleg game would be perfect for Bryce Young <laughs> to get him out there into the you know, into like the wide that. open. I like that. Uh, right? Yeah. yeah the boot- <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect for, for Bryce Young because you can get him on the edge, get him to see the entire field and get the ball where it needs to be. Right? A guy like Jared Goff, who doesn't have the same speed, doesn't have the I don't think Jared Goff would I put it this way. Jared Goff at home doing the, the bootleg game, I can see it yeah. because there's a. But outdoors, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of wind. I don't, I don't see that. I think Jared Goff is perfect. Just you know, play right. action, drop back in the pocket, in the pocket. Yeah. Not so much of a bootleg guy. But Bryce Young would be perfect for that bootleg. Well, and not to mention, you know, the the Panthers. It's like I said, you know, if he kicks outside, they have good offensive tackles. Yeah, their offensive tackles yes. are really good. So I mean, like, why would you not go to your best offensive lineman and say? I need you to do the bulk of the work here. Yeah, you know it, it makes sense. You lean on those guys. So I mean, the the Panthers they they've got work to do. Obviously, they're sitting at two and twelve. They're going to have to do it in free agency. They can't do it in the draft in the first round in particular because they have that first round pick going to Chicago. Ooh. So that's a that's a tough thing. So then get ready for that. Chicago's about to have two top five draft picks uh, in this coming draft. So and better use them right. Let's, let's see what they do. Yeah, yeah. let's see what happens <laughs> with, with that yeah, one. Uh, next up, the Bucks go out and beat Green Bay 34-20. to The Buccaneers, man, uh, Baker Mayfield had the game of his life here. He had a perfect yep. pass, hitting 22 for 28, 381, four touchdowns on the day. Uh, Jordan Love actually had himself a decent game, 29 for 39, 284, two touchdowns. You know? No. It, it was just. This is disappointing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is because look, but the but I feel like Jordan Love after coming off that hot streak, you should. This is a bad Tampa Bay secondary. This is a bad Tampa Bay defense. I expected something. I actually expected this to be closer. I I expected them to win. Yeah, yeah. We we actually all predicted that. Yeah, you're coming off of a, a, a. a, a bad game against the Giants. You let Tommy DeVito light you up, yeah. right? You let Tommy yeah. DeVito beat you at the end of the game. Yep, right. Because Jordan Love did not have a great game against against the Giants. And then you come home. You're supposed to win this game, right? Right. Got to so, go get it. The thing is, I, I here's my problem. I don't know that this is necessarily on Jordan Love as much as this is on the Packers' defense. You let Chris Godwin go for ten receptions for 155 yards. You, you, you let you Rashad White go for 21 carries for 89 yards and put up a bunch on the on the on the ground, two receptions for 50 yards and a touchdown. You let Rashad White have his way with you. But here's the thing: mm. when you need to convert third third down, and that's fair. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. I'm my quarterback, I need you. We're at home. We are on a playoff. Uh, we're on a playoff run. Yep, and uh, they went they went yeah, six. You, you you still have a chance to get the division. Exactly. Right, so this is where I need my quarterback. This is a game yep. where I. Need. Yep, and I'm sorry, and I'm. I'm it, just, it's what uh, uh, boots. What time is that? That cutting time. Yep, and what, exactly. Throw out there. They still dominated the time of possession, and it wasn't by a lot, but they won it by two minutes here. So they had they had more time of possession. You know, that's they, important. Less sacks under quarterback, right? 
They were six for 12 in third down efficiency, which is not good. That's 50%. And that, then, like you said, but that that's... And when are those third down conversions? Are you not converting? When is that? Right. Is, that, is right. that in crunch time? Is that in net cutting time yep. that you're not converting those third downs? Right. It's not It's not about the, the percentage as much as when, you know, when but, are those, when is that, when are those plays happening? The, the telling number to me yeah. is 452 to 321 in the total yards. Yeah. You gave up 452 to this Tampa Bay offense and with yep. Baker Mayfield and you only put up 321. That to me is the the telling number. I think that the Tampa Bay offense is the reason for this W here. Okay. Yep. And, and I mean Baker Mayfield looked like a star, and the Packers defense has been bad. They've been bad. Yeah. They have not been good. Yeah. Typically, you take the Packers at home in December, right? right. Because that's where they show up. It's kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Late in the season, that's when their defense tends to show up. And and I want to I want to point out. You know some of these these late game touchdowns here that they were given up because it's it's worth mentioning and this is why another reason why I think that the Packers defense is to blame here. Cole Cleft, two yard mm-hmm. touchdown pass from Baker Mayfield. Anybody mm-hmm. think you know who the fuck Cole Cleft is? Cole no, I've never heard of him. Phil Cole Keith, rather. I'm, I'm, you <laughs> still, know, yeah, he, he's so obscure. We got to look at his name on the stat sheet twice. Who? Yeah. How about David Moore? Anybody know who David Moore is? Who? Uh, nope. Did he paint your... <laughs> exactly. Did he paint my shed out back? Like, I don't... Who? Did, he, did he set up, did he who? Set up the, the... Did he set up the concrete in, in the in the garage that's going to come up? Who, who are these people? Like, and right. that's the thing. Like, you, you, you're given... Really? Yeah. You know? Early on, I could... Okay, yeah. Mike Evans, 19-yard pass in the second quarter. Okay. Rashad White, twenty six. We okay. These are people we know. And yeah. then you get you got Cole Keith and and David Moore. Who? Exactly. You know, like exactly. What is going on? And, and Baker Mayfield had himself the game of his life. Rashad White <laughs> and Rashad White played uh pretty, played pretty well. Over he's the last, been playing well. Yeah. Over yeah. the last three four weeks, I really liked his game. Yes. Right. He's yep. been looking more and more like a like a one. Right. Yep. We've been calling him a, a two but he's been playing like a one so far. I will say, as far as Rashad White goes, there's a couple of things. The first thing about Rashad White is early on in the year, he was rough around the edges. He came on about mid-season. Around the trade deadline time, he came on, and he's been doing what he's got to be doing. But he's more... I don't necessarily think that that running out of the backfield has been his game this year. It's been a little more well-rounded. It's very Camara-like. Yeah. He's like a poor yeah. man's Alvin Kamara in a way. And and he's been really good, you know, in that role, and that's been great. I don't know that he's necessarily a bell cow back per se. Um, but hey, you know, this is you know what they expect. They want the Saquon Barkley types in the in the league yeah. now, you know. So they they're kind of wanting those types of players. Um, but White's come on lately. He's been really, really good. I, I really like what he's doing. The other thing is is even though he has struggled running out of the backfield, they I have been missing their center all year. So I mean that's a, another issue in itself. You're, you're missing your key off, your, and, and his name escapes me at the moment. But he, you, you lose a key interior offensive lineman. You know yeah. that that was essential to their their run game, and their yeah. run game has always been in the trenches. They don't do a lot of outside oh, run, no, and, and and that's kind of where we're at. So, uh, but Rashad White, damn good. The Bucks still in the hunt, by the way, and they're they're still. I think they're leading yeah. the divisions. They're seven and seven right now. Yep. 
Uh, yep, uh, just 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 a pubic hair ahead of the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Mayfield, they're right at five hundred. Yeah, the Mayfield magic kind of returning. Yeah, right? yeah, he reached in the the yeah. top hat there and pulled the bunny out. Yeah. Yep, yep, here we are. Okay, yep. okay. Baker. When's, when's he going to pull a grenade out? That's the problem. Oh, Baker. Hey, you know what? You know what else? Jameer Gibbs has become a better blocker all season. He he has. I will say that. That is one thing that I can absolutely agree with. Blocking-wise, because I, I did have questions about his blocking early on. He early, become, he was bad. He was bad. He's gotten a lot better. Yes. Or else so, he wouldn't have been on the field. Yeah. Last several weeks as a blocker, yeah. very good, especially in pass protection. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, can, I can say that. I can definitely say that. Now, uh, moving on to the Dolphins versus the Jets. The Dolphins, the Jets, 30 uh, to nothing. Just uh, a spank. So we're going to talk about pass protection. <laughs> The Jets, the Jets have no surprise. Man, the sauce went bad, apparently. Unfortunately. Uh, there's only so much you can ask your defense to do for so long. Yeah. Right. But uh, let me tell you something. This Jet, it is an organizational so failure. failure. Yep. <laughs> they have nothing at the quarterback position. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, nothing. at all. Nothing. Yeah, and, and so... I, I I said it once and I'll say it again. Now now Zach Wilson's hurt, by the way. Yeah. So now Zach Wilson's hurt. <laughs> They're coming off the game yep. of his career. So so early on in the season, you went and bought a Ferrari. Where do you put your Ferrari? In the garage. You don't leave it downtown Detroit with the keys in the ignition. Right. Okay. And that's what they did. Okay. And then so Aaron Rodgers, they they left the Ferrari out in downtown Detroit in the shittiest area in the ghettos of Detroit. Mm with the keys in the English. And they mm-hmm. go out and they say, all right, we're going to put Zach Wilson in, and you didn't protect him either. Nope. So now he's hurt. So now you're stuck with Trevor Simeon, who's had a nope. career everywhere he's gone. Everywhere. everywhere he's gone. and He's and, a clipboard guy. Exactly. And you're standing there with Trevor Simeon going 14 for 26 for 110 yards and two picks. No I, disrespect I mean, to Trevor Simeon, but, but he's a clipboard quarterback. That's, that's what he is. That's what he is. We, we've been, we know that there's plenty of those in this plenty league. Plenty You need those guys. Yep, but... I mean, at the end of the day, Trevor Simeon is not the kind of guy you're going to want to see on the field, especially against a 10-4 and Miami Dolphins team. I mean, that's just what it is. Uh, Garrett Wilson, three receptions, 29 yards. Garrett Wilson's got to be hating his life. Hating his life. He has got to be so done with this organization. Mm -hmm. And and if I'm Garrett Wilson, I am anticipating my contract, my rookie-scale deal running out. Yeah. And and so I can go elsewhere because I do not want to be a New York Jet. Right. You know, I mean, no way. No, I mean, you know, and Aaron Rodgers saying that this isn't going to be his because he signed for what two or three years, whatever. Yeah, he said this was kind of a a throwaway year. He's going to be back next season. Get out of here. He says he's going to be back in twenty twenty four. Get yeah. Then the problem was he was cleared. You know, he I guess he he wanted to make a run. You know, to return this year, and the head coach Robert Sally said, "Nope, you're 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 going to sit on the box for the rest of the year." And that's what he what. That's what he well. That's what he should be doing. You tore your Achilles, buddy. It's yeah. it's time to sit your ass down. There was no way in the world right. that I was. I think Aaron Rodgers is lying. Anyway. But what about all the Dolphins having sex sounds? You're right. You know, what about all that? <laughs> yeah. you know, what it's, about it's, all that? But and see, the Ayahuasca and all that. Yeah, the Dolphins had sex all right. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they had their way with the Jets. <laughs> The Dolphins had sex in the, with the Jets in an order that would surprise yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's exactly what happened.
I, I feel like that O should just be bigger, judging by what the Dolphins did to Just board them out. But at third and nothing, the Dolphins uh, just go out and dominate. On the other side, the Dolphins, two, you know, 21 for 24, 224 and a touchdown. It was game-managing football. It was efficient. He did what he had to do. Raheem Mostert, Raheem Mostert has consistently still having a good year, 15 carries, 42 yards. He had a bad average in this game, but he still got in the end zone twice. Double-digit touchdowns yep. on the year. Exactly. I think almost 20, I think. Yeah, he's, he's having – I think he's broken the, the single-season Dolphins touchdown record, didn't he? Or he's close? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah? Yeah, and and so he's got that going on. Uh, Jalen Waddle, the game of his life. Uh, eight receptions, 142, and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill was out in this game with that ankle injury. Uh, he's listed as questionable for this upcoming week. So we'll, rough stuff. Yeah, that's tough. But Jalen Waddle, man, he looked really fucking good as a number one, I'll tell you he's that. A, he's always been good. He, he needs to ignore the texts from his wife. You better get out there, boy. Because, yeah. listen, you're staring a play. you're staring a deep playoff run right in the face. So you need to get 100% healthy because when you get in the playoffs, it's nut-cutting time. And you want Tyreek Hill at 100% when it's nut-cutting time. Absolutely. He, with the year he's had, you know, I, I would, you know, look, I understand 2,000 yards is on the horizon for him and he really wants it and whatever else. But when I saw him limping around in practice yesterday, yeah. kind of, it was, it, it made my butthole pucker because I got him for, for uh, fantasy, you know. So I got him for fantasy football. But listen, you know, come on, I know, hey, you know what? We, we, we use those types of terms around here. Come on now. Come on, Alex was just talking about crumpets, for Christ's sake. Yep. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that it, it's just you want Tyreek Hill healthy. And you, and you want him healthy for the playoffs. You want both those guys healthy. You want to have Waddle. You want to have Hill. Uh, and and you got a really good running back core now. You've got, yeah. I mean, not one, not two, but three good running backs on this roster because people forget that Jeff Wilson is still there. Still there. And Jeff Wilson had himself a hell of a year last year when he came over. And if HA misses any more time, yep, right, you still you, you still have good uh, Jeff Wilson right there. Yep. And I do want to point out that Raheem Mostert is still on our MVP rankings right now. No, he's, he's no, no. Raheem Mustard. Mustard. Yeah. Mustard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got to get it right. <laughs> yeah. What he's been doing all season long, man. He's been healthy, even though you know he missed some practice here and there, but he's been healthy all year, which is surprising because he's yeah. almost never healthy. Exactly. Yeah. And that they've come up with the formula. Hey, this is a good, great year for him. Right. Great year for uh, for Mustard. He's he's uh, he's worked out really well for them, and and uh, you know former he. He's playing for his former offensive coordinator in San Francisco, and, yeah. and he knows exactly what to do with him. Yeah. McDaniel does. So, yeah. good for him. Uh, next up, Chiefs go out and beat the hell out of the Patriots 27-17. Uh, hey, you know what? Patty Mahomes, he was 27 for 37, 305, two touchdowns, two picks against a tough New England defense. But, you know, the de- New England offense is the problem. Yeah, tough, <laughs> tough. The run defense, yeah. uh, you can throw on them. And Patrick Mahomes, the second he did that. Here's the thing about Mahomes: I think he was uh, forcing a little bit, so, a little bit. He was trying. He was forcing them. Probably bit. still ticked off about that uh, loss to the Bills last week. Well, Kadarius Tony just. It, oh God, <laughs> that what? that guy is a that guy is a walking garbage can. I don't. Uh, he's he's mm. not. He's he's a great athlete. 
But he's not a wide receiver. Well, and in this game, even he had he had one that went right through his hands yep. into an interception, yep. uh, and that was on on Kadarius Tony. He only had two receptions for five yards. I don't think that uh, uh, Mahomes trusts him anymore. He doesn't. But but if you look, he doesn't I'm, trust uh, Marquez Valdez Gantley. Mm-hmm. The only one he trusts is Travis Kelsey. And Rasheed Rice. Rice. And and you know what? Let me Noah Gray a little bit and and and, and Dustin, uh, Justin Watson yep. down the field. But I want to point that. out how good bootleg B team Rasheed Rice has been this year. Uh-huh. He's came on especially around midseason. He came on and this game nine receptions, ninety one yards, and a touchdown. He's been really good this year. He is the de facto number one in Kansas City. And yep. and he and look, I, I think. Now Mahomes actually has a receiver, not just a tight end to throw to. Yes. And and that's something different. We we you know, yeah, last year he had Smith Schuster, who was fine. But Rushy Rice is better. Yes. Oh he's absolutely. Better. Absolutely. He gets a lot more rack yards. He had a ten point one average. Yeah. He's got really good hands. And I didn't realize how big that dude is. He's big. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a bigger guy. He doesn't he doesn't look he doesn't look like it on the field. He looks like he's you know a, a more of a slimmer right uh, receiver. But no, yeah, he's, he's he's got good size. Yeah, and the fact of uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, going going back to him real quick, I think he was forcing things too. Yes, right. Yeah, maybe he was trying to show off a little bit. Right, a little bit. I think they're trying to show. I think they're being a little too Hollywood, man. Yeah, a little bit. The Chiefs are a little too Hollywood right now, brother. Yeah, they, yeah. You know, I think that's what kind of messed up their season. All these off the seat commercials yeah, and, this and, and hey. Taylor Swift and all yeah. this other yeah. stuff. I was just about to say that. Just you right. you think that perhaps it's going to cost them a deep playoff run, maybe an AFC title? It could, it could, and and Mahomes has to to focus in. Yeah. And and quit forgetting about these State Farm commercials and yeah. quit quit worrying about this and that and. Who's dating who, and, and yeah. all this other bullshit, and focus in because it's playoff time, buddy. Yeah, and, and it's not cutting time. It's time, and and Chiefs. You know, a lot of people have predicted the Chiefs still going to the Super Bowl, and right now, I don't even think they're the favorites to go. Here's, I don't. Here's the thing: if they, if you have, if you gotta get them at home, it's gonna be tough to beat. Them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough to beat them. Period. But they got the best quarterback in the league. Right. But man, if if they can get home field advantage, I don't know if it's still available yet. But no, well, it's it, it's an outside chance because you got three games left. Anyway. But uh, the Kansas City would have to win out, and Baltimore would have to lose out. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know if Kansas City and Baltimore played this year, but I mean, right now, it's looking like in all seriousness, it's either Baltimore or Miami. That'll 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 end up with the number one seat. And, and I'm Kansas City, Kansas City may be outside of you know the top two seeds, probably for the first time in the Mahomes era, if if I'm not mistaken. But here's the thing: Miami has already lost to Buffalo. Yep. So we mm-hmm. lose to Buffalo again. All right. Here, mm-hmm. Buffalo would you know would, would take it. Baltimore, I could definitely see Baltimore. Stumbling and fumbling down the stretch. That could. I yep. could. Mm-hmm. I could. It, it's well within. It's, the, it's the, happened in the, the past. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I the thing about Baltimore right now, they took a few years to take a step back, and if you look at the way, and they they went through like a de facto rebuild in a way, with yeah. it, especially with their defense. Yeah. And then if you look at the players they brought in over the last several years, 
it's been crazy watching them rebuild that defense. Like that is the On very the block. Yeah, that is the very definition of competitive rebuild. Yes. Like we Absolutely. we heard, we've heard that that term thrown around in Minnesota. Yeah. This is the definition of competitive rebuild. Bringing in David Ajabo and Adafi Owe and yeah. Roquan Smith and all these guys, Patrick Queen, right? You know, these—that's how you do it. Yeah. And and they went and they rebuilt that defense and retooled that defense. And if you look at this, that defense from now, from from three years ago to now, it's yeah. different players, yeah. completely different team. Yeah. And they're still competitive. And what it? Mm-hmm. And you and you look at the organization. Yep. You that look, is not an organizational failure. Not at all. <laughs> you look at the front office. You look at Ozzy uh, Newsom. Ozzy Newsom doing you know wonders with that draft for years now. Yep. Right. They've drafted amongst. They've been one of the best organizations in as far as drafting and free agents have been concerned. <clears throat> yeah. The Baltimore and and if the results bear out because they're competitive and playoff. And yep. always, 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 right. And uh, this year has been a little bit different. Where where they've got the uh, new offense, right? New offense coordinator, and it's been Monty. good for them. It's been it it's worked out. It hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be. Statistically, early on it was a little rough. Yeah. Early on, but it has worked out better for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson looks better and has a. This is statistically his best year. Statistically, this, this yeah. is his best year in in Baltimore, and he's he's looked calmer. He looks calmer in the pocket. He's delivering the football really nicely. And, right. and he's not – and one thing that they're doing for Lamar in this situation that I love, they're reducing the chance of injury for him because the last two seasons he's been hurt and it's yeah. bit him. It screwed him. Yeah. Last year, the playoffs, it screwed him. And, and well, he I, wasn't even there. Yeah, and, and, well, exactly. <laughs> it screwed him. He got yeah. hurt. And, and granted, to be fair, I, I still question how much of that was contract-related. Absolutely. But – you know, not having him there is a problem, and and they had several games in the in, during the season near the end of the season where they didn't have him, yeah. and and you know that's that was the question of the day. So I, I just, but I think Todd Monken has done wonders for this offense, and I think that the way that they they retooled the defense and made yeah. that team better, I that is competitive rebuild all day. That's how you do it. That is that is, and I, I want to see it at the end of the year. What's Baltimore? What's Lamar going to do at right. the end of the year? How's it going to sh- How's it going to shake out? I really I'm interested to see how it's going to go. And let's also not forget uh, how well they did in free agency too. They went out and got Michael Pierce back, who was who was a, a factor on that team for a long time. They also went and picked up Jadavion Clowney on the end. Yeah, you know, so that was another big pickup big too. I mean, smart moves by Baltimore. Yeah. So they're they're getting it done. Uh, over there, Kansas City still got yeah. an outside shot. Yeah, Kansas City on the other hand, they got they have an outside shot. Rasheed Rice has been special, and you know what? It, Isaiah Pacheco has had a really really good year. He was out in this game, the shoulder last two games. Yeah, last two games he's been out with that shoulder injury. It was a shoulder laceration. He had a little procedure done on it. He's going to probably be able to come back this week. We'll see. But Clyde Edwards Helaire got to credit him in this game because he looked really good in this game. Wound up with a touchdown, big numbers this with that week. So I mean. Got it done. Did uh, did old Clyde there, and and I'm not a huge Clyde advocate uh, as a number one running back. I think he's more of a change of pace guy. Yeah, but did a really good job in this game. So kudos to him. Uh, next up, Texans go out and beat the Titans 19 to 16. The Texans, man, uh, they start Case Keenum because C.J. Stroud's out with the uh, the concussion. Keenum gets it done. Believe it or not, yeah, that Minnesota magic comes down to Houston. Yeah. That, that miracle man comes down. Yep. The miracle man. Exactly. 
always got love. Always got love for Case Keenum. But yeah. the coaching job that D'Amico Ryan's has been doing. Another another coach of the year candidate. candidate. Yeah, let's, yeah. I think he should be maybe the front row. Well, and they're saying uh, Steichen right now is the front. Well, they're actually saying Dan Campbell is the front runner right now. We'll be talking more about Dan Campbell. If Houston makes the playoffs, I think yeah. you're talking about D'Amico Ryan. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, uh, but I mean, can- well, look, he, he, listen, AFC South is tied right now. We got a three-way tie for first place, so the Houston Texans still have a very good shot at winning the division. It's yeah. crazy. It's it's. If you would have told me last year. That the Houston Texans would be eight and six, tied for first, and knocking on the door of an AFC South championship. I would have been told. I would have told you were nuts. This team was a dumpster fire last year, and now they have two. They, they use their top two draft picks, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, in one of the best trades in the draft in draft history, in my opinion. Yeah. And then, you, and you have D'Amico Ryan's as as your as as one of your coaches. You know, and you have C.J. Stroud, who has who has exploded as a rookie. I mean, this this Texans team is is, is a great story in the NFL. Yeah, I, I agree with you with that. Uh, the draft picks, the the two draft picks, um, you know, going back to back like that, coming up to two and three. I thought, yeah. you know, it was we were sitting there watching. Oh, there he is, just put their yeah. balls in the wheelbarrow. You know, oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, brilliant. That's what it was. Brilliant yeah. use of the. Brilliant use of the draft by D'Amico Ryans and the coaching staff. Yeah, go up and get your two guys. D'Amico Ryans wanted a pass rusher, but they needed a quarterback. They knew that they wanted those two things. They're building that defense around Will Anderson. And you know what? I, I want to point out a few things about this game. Number one, no C.J. Stroud. No Will Anderson. No Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. No Tank Dell. Nope. No Nico Collins. Nope. And they still get the W. Noah Brown, man, uh, the former Dallas Cowboy, eight receptions, 82 yards and a touchdown, has himself a really nice game. Devin Dalton Sing- Schultz got four catches for 58 yards. Uh, Dalton Schultz for another former Dallas Cowboy. Devin Singletary, 26 carries, 121. Singletary has come alive in this offense out yes. of nowhere. Out of, yeah. This he, is. He's been a bell cow. He, they're using him how they use him at uh, FAU. Yeah. Right. Yep. In, in college, just that churning the little engine that could. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yes. So, do you think then that this is a condemnation of the Bills organization not using Devin Singletary the proper way? I think so. Right. I think so, and I think we we've condemned the Bills on multiple occasions for not, not utilizing running backs properly yeah. until this last until week. The, right. Yeah, right. You know. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, Devin Singletary went out and, and had himself. He's had himself a really good year. Um, yeah. and, and really overtaken Damian Pierce, who yeah. came in from a previous organization or a previous uh, front office. You know, and, and I feel bad for Damian Pierce because he's a really good runner. He, is. he really he, is. He's got a he's a goal line back, got a nose for the end zone, and he he's functional. He's a he's a right. good functional NFL. I want to say functional. I don't want to disrespect him. He's better than functional. He's a, he's a good NFL runner. He was right? a damn good running back yeah. last year. And and the fact if you put him in another system, if you put him somewhere else, if you put him with the Minnesota Vikings. He has himself a good game. You put him with Indianapolis. He has himself a good game. I think you keep him right here. Uh, I mean, it, it, the, my thing is, if you're not going to utilize the guy, I mean, I think he's a, he's a good enough backup to to uh, to Devin Singletary. I think they're they're almost the same type of running back. Pierce probably, do, I, if I was Damian Pierce, I wouldn't want to be there. I wouldn't want to be there. They they haven't, and when he's come in as a starter, they haven't used him properly. And if you look at at the way he's been used and the way that like he. 
even when he comes in as starter, he gets what, what, 12 carries? I mean, and I'm looking over at Devin Singletary getting 26 carries. You know, right. and, I mean, unless your contract is, you know, dependent on on your bonuses for your carries and your yardage, right. why, why, why am why I here? To eat day? Or why take the bumps if I, if I don't have to, right? Yeah, I, I guess. Can, I can sit on the bench and I, sit behind Devin Singletary and, hey. Get paid that second round money. Get paid the second round money. <laughs> team winning. We're yep. going to the playoffs. Hey. I would, if I'm Damian Pierce, I'm looking to be a star somewhere. And okay. and I think I think he, he could be a star. And there's plenty of teams out there that need a good, he, that's a star running back. To me, that's a star. And I saw him last year and the way he ran last year, that's he, a stud. He's good. He's got a good nose for the end zone, but I think he's more of an RB two. Yeah, I just think he's an RB two. Yeah. In the right system, maybe an RB one. Maybe if he was in Tennessee, an RB one. But I think he's more of an RB two guy. Yeah, and it's just it's one of those things where I, I just I, I I like David Pierce a lot. I liked him. Yeah. I liked him I last him year in Florida. Yeah, I liked him last year. I mean, last year he was a great runner. So I mean questions about how Houston is utilizing him I would like to see him to me I would like to see him in another system I'd like to see him going elsewhere but it, maybe it's just me as far as Devin Singletary goes like I said it's a career resurgence for him I mean yeah. after being used poorly in Buffalo in the meantime the Titans will Levis 17 for 26 uh, he does throw in this game 199 I he mean he hurts his knee up he did get hurt in this game Traylon Burks three receptions 62 uh, you know it's so hot and cold over here. You just, man. Yeah. You look at it with the with Derrick Henry. I mean, here's the thing: Houston has an underrated uh, defense. Yeah. Especially run defense. Underrated uh, run defense. And Derrick Henry was not able to take advantage of it. And and like, it's a it's a it's a departure from last year because last year Derrick Henry bulldozed them. Yeah. Bulldozed. Yeah, and then this game, 16 carries, nine yards. I mean, even if the even if the Texans run defense is a little more stout this year, how is that possible? And mind you, this is without Will Anderson on the field. Will Anderson has been fantastic this year, stopping the run. Mm-hmm. Fantastic stopping the run. Better than expected, right? I mean, no, he, not just better than expected. Not just better. I'm I'm dead serious. He's had he's had one of the best run stopping grades of any rookie this year. He's been out uh, outrageously good. Yeah, he's been really good. And, and every, every every bit, you know, the the hype was real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's crazy. But the Texans they they get this one done. They're firmly overtime. in the hunt in overtime. They're eight and six. You know, they have a shot. And the Titans yep. are out. The Titans are out of the playoff picture. Yep, Titans are eliminated. They, and they've got Case Keenum, who was a, a sort of a picture-perfect backup quarterback to get you through the tough times, two mm-hmm. three games, yep. till we get our star back. Right, and that's what they're waiting for. Yes. They're, they're waiting to – they got that guy to get him through. It's yeah. mu- very much like the Chiefs a few years ago. You yes. know, they, they had their guy. So, I mean, it, here we are. The Texans they, and Case Keenum, you know, he, he's not a world beater. Unless it's 2017 and he's yeah. the minute playing for the Minnesota Vikings, you, you know. Go. But there you go. But Case Keenum does have these moments, and yes. and he has those moments where, to me, he's he's a high end backup. That's yes. why I look at Case Keenum as. Yep. So and here he is, you know, he gets it done. That's, uh, how, 1960. that's how you do it in this league. Yeah, that's how he Come did. on, Pittsburgh, pay attention. Yeah, there it is. Uh, next up, the San Francisco 49ers go and beat the Arizona Cardinals 45 to 29. A beating to be expected. Kyler yep. Murray gets hurt in this game. Uh, 26 for 39, 211, one touchdown, two picks. We've been talking about what this for weeks. 
Come well, on. Why do, why do we keep telling the Cardinals organization, sit his ass on the bench? You're, you're donezo. What are you doing? And now he's hurt. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? I, I don't get it. You're, 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 you're ruining your trade value if he continues to, to be injured. You're ruining the trade value if you're going to trade him. And you're possibly ruining him further injury-wise if you plan on using net, utilizing him next season. And yeah, in the future. If you yeah. plan on having him in the future, then you sit him out of bed. Now you've only got three wins. What are you doing? Yep. It's an organizational <laughs> failure. Yep. <laughs> I love yep. it. That, that, if, if there was anything, that, if there was any term that you know, wraps that up, I mean, I love it. Organizational failure. Because that's exactly what this is. Exactly. I, I, I look at it, and, and, and Tyler Murray shouldn't. There's no reason for him to be out there. Same with James Conner. 14 carries, 86 yards, and a touchdown. Garbage time. Yeah. Production. It's good Most to see James. That. It's good to see James Conner back out there. I love James Conner. Yeah. He's been. You know, he he had a couple of good years with Pittsburgh. Then he shit the bed. Well, and then he got sent over to Arizona. Well, he, he had cancer. James Conner did. Yeah. No, he didn't. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. Beat cancer. Oh well, beat it once. Yeah, in the middle. I had no Hodgkin's lymphoma. How did the hell did I miss that? Yeah, but James Conner gets released by Pittsburgh, goes to Arizona, and then tears it up in Arizona. Ever since he's come to Arizona, he's been good. Yeah, ever since he's come there, he has been special. From a fantasy perspective, real quick, I stayed off of James Conner because of health concerns. Right. But he has produced in the Arizona Cardinals system with Cliff Kingsbury was the, the coach. And now, well, Gannon is eh, the jury's still out. Yeah. But James Conner, still a good running back. Gannon has to do some things in order to set up his defense. You know, the, the Eagles defense was lights out last year. Yeah. And. Gannon's got to make the moves in the draft to set up the defense the way he wants. Yeah. And he's also got to set up uh, 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 – he's got to get himself a good offensive coordinator over there. There's got to be something that that gets changed. Mind you, and we always talk about uh, sort of hangovers from previous regimes. I hate to put it like this, but Kyler Murray is technically a hangover from a previous regime. Cliff yeah. Kingsbury loved him. He was definitely a headache. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and he's been a headache, and, and now here we are. Yeah, it's a hangover. I get it. There it, it is. is. There it is. It just clicked. Yeah. No, but uh, Kyler Murray, you know, he's he's um, you know, he's he's from a previous regime, and I don't know that that Gannon likes him that way. I don't know that he must not. He keeps putting him out there. Yeah, yeah. He says, "Go get hurt. Yeah, go get go hurt. Go get hurt, kid." <laughs> but if you if Look at certain certain. Put this helmet on. Run into a wall. Yeah. If, who do you think? I mean, let's say let's say you're Gannon right now, you're Jonathan Gannon, yeah. and you're looking at at, for example, your running backs. Are you yeah. are you retaining James Conner or do you feel comfortable with Amari DiMarcado? I don't feel. I like Amari DiMarcado. Mm-hmm. I really do. He came in admirably for TCU when he did. Uh, when Kendra Miller went down in the playoff last year, beat Michigan. Ha! Alex <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> Fumbled the ball on the one penis line and fumbled the ball on your last drive. Good job. Yep. DeMarcado. I really like him. He's an RB2. So you need to go get either you need to go get somebody. Right. Or keep James Conner. I think they'll keep James Conner. That's what I think. Um, but they, they've got to get I if if you're not sold on Kyler Murray, if Jonathan Gannon's not sold on him, send him out the door. Got to. Put him somewhere else. Yeah. You know? 
there, there are plenty of places that will take a guy like Kyler Murray. Yeah. I do think that New England, and we'll be talking about New England shortly here, I think they're going to be shopping for a quarterback. Kyler Murray might be their guy. I, I, I like that. Look at this. You look at 3-11, and 11, mm-hmm. organizational failure. Right. Right, with the Cardinals. Now, juxtapose that. 11-3, yep. and three, one of the best organizations in the history of the NFL. Yeah, the 49ers. If you look at the 49ers and the way that they've executed and the way that John Lynch has performed as a general manager, Ooh. he's one of the best general managers in football. Absolutely. And it's mm-hmm. not... It's not a question. He Earned sees every penny. Oh yeah, he sees the talent. He understands the game. You can and and he gets these guys on good contracts. You know they needed a good running back. They needed a running back last year. They went on gun Christian McCaffrey, and you could see running back in the league. Yep, and he's paying yep. dividends for this team. Yes, this, this is a run heavy team, a run heavy offense. They 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 know what they're doing, and they know how to utilize running backs effectively. It's it beautiful. Sets, and it sets up the pass game yep. brilliantly because you look at the receivers. You've got Debo Samuel. Brandon Debo. I have great great games rec- receiving-wise, but it's in their bag. Yeah. They it, didn't have to because Christian McCaffrey was ripping them on the ground. They didn't yeah. have to because Jordan Mason had 20, uh, 20 yards. They didn't have to because they knew they could beat the Cardinals every which way yep and if you if you look at christian mccaffrey 187 yards from scrimmage in this game yeah. i mean it's, it's like yes. you know uh, uh that's madden numbers george kittle if you look at at and that's the the three bigs right there kittle samuel Ayuk on this team and you look at Jawan jennings too occasionally he blows up every now and then and actually another thing i i, I he's like one of these unsung heroes and we always talk about like in minnesota we just talk about cj ham Kyle Juszczyk is one of the best fullbacks, yes. in, if not the best fullback yes. in football. He was good in Baltimore. He was good in Minnesota. Now he's good with the 49ers. He's yes. been around this league, yeah. and he's always been good. Always. He's a, he's perfect. The He's the straw that stirs the drink yep. in their offense. Yeah. Yep. Right? If they, if they even Sam Darnold got two of three for 20 yards. You want to talk about game managing football. Yeah. I mean, th- this this team right here is the team to beat in the NFC. No question, no debate, no nothing. They're built. They're built for a Super Bowl. This team is built for a Super Bowl. They've been built for a Super Bowl. Yeah. And and if <laughs> and ironically enough, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy is is like the is the weak link in the chain, but the chain is strong enough to where the weakest link is protected. You know, I, and I look, I'll say something. I, I didn't think Brock Purdy was going to be. A world beater in in the sense that he was going to be a star. Or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think be Tom Brady, but in last year's draft, when I was sitting there doing these quarterback assessments, I said, "Watch this Brock Purdy kid. He's going to be special. If he if he gets picked up late, he could be special. Watch him." It got picked up the last pick of the draft. The Niners got him, and here we are. You know, and and yep. I, I I I liked Brock Purdy in college. I didn't think he was going to be, and and this is he's not elite. He's game managing, which is great. He's an elite game manager. We always talk about that. And but he's enough. When you're, you he's know enough. What, and you know what he what he's done for Greg Cosell. He's been he's seeing the defense shifting. He's, he's seeing things. He's, he's he's seeing things like like a seasoned NFL veteran would would see it. There's, there's, good there's good development. There's good development. He's yes. he's he's starting to develop into one of the kind of premier quarterbacks, and and over yeah. time, over time, his game is going to improve. Right. 
into where he'll be he'll be more than an elite game manager where he'll be a really good quarterback. Yeah, he'll be a Kirk Cousins type. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of what you're looking for out of Brock Purdy and I think for for the for the Niners that's enough. Yeah. With with what they do with their team and the way they build their team, yeah. you know, like and, and it's very similar to what Baltimore did for years for Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco, defense. yeah. Joe Flacco, they built a really good defense yeah. and they had a really good run game and Joe Flacco was able to be an elite game manager and that's what he was throughout his career. Joe Flacco, I mean, outside of the one beautiful playoff run in 2012, they went to the championship. And that was great. He had a, a 10 touchdowns, no picks. Tyler has, yeah. has documented it, okay? It was yeah. this glorious, glorious thing. Great run. It was a great run. But at the end of the day, here we are. Brock, Brock Purdy is, is, he is in a very strong position as an elite game manager is he going to develop into a star? Who knows? We'll see if he's going to develop into one of those great quarterbacks of the league. And and people have firmly stuck him in that MVP discussion too. And look, uh, I, I don't and I don't know, know about all that. that. I agree. I agree. I don't think he's sixteen of twenty five. Right? Yep. Cardinals didn't blitz him. No, they didn't. So <laughs> five without a blitz. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Question of the day. All right. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> uh, Speaking of no pass rush, uh, let's talk about this game. The Rams go out and beat the Commanders twenty-eight to twenty. No teeth. Yeah, the the Commanders. <laughs> no teeth. Yeah, the Commanders have no teeth. Yeah, they're they're a disaster. They are a disaster uh, at this point. Uh, t- scary Terry McLaurin, six receptions, one forty-one and a touchdown. It's probably his best game of the year. Um, Jacob against a really bad Rams defense. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, eight for ten, one twenty-four, two touchdowns in this game. Sam Howell did get pulled out of this game. Um, he was 11 for 26 for 102, a touchdown and a pick. The, the commanders are a disaster. I think Ron Rivera should be fired at this point. Um, yeah, it, it, this is the Ro- roses off the bloom. Yeah. Well, we've come to the end <laughs> of the road. Unbelievable. Ron Rivera's <laughs> got to go. He does. He does. Mm-hmm. Not to <laughs> He's a <laughs> Human being over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, you know, it, new, new owners, new organization. Clean, clean out the attic, clean out the basement, and just get yourself a new coach. Maybe get yourself a new GM. But I mean, it, it, it's time. It's I, time for Riverboat Ron to sail off into the sunset. I believe firmly that Eric Bieniemy should be the head coach of this football team. And then what, what's going to happen? And everybody's going to bitch and complain that he's too mean. Oh, my God. Here's what's going to happen. You've given away all of your defensive assets, your top defensive assets. Yep, you got to rebuild. You're in rebuild time. You're now in rebuild time with a brand new coach. And now you've set your, your franchise back three years. That's what they're going to have to do. I mean, they, they're already set back. Yeah. We're, we're already there. I mean, we, 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 I mean, you can't go any lower. I mean, I'm sure you can just a little bit. But, I mean, like, you, you're, you're basically at, at square one, right? Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it's like, all right, get Eric Bieniemy, Let him get his guys. Yeah. Let him do what he's got to do. And let's just rebuild this football team. And, yeah. and I understand in this league, patience is not, no. you know, a very oh, yeah. complicated. You need to start doing competitive rebuild. This is what the leagues turn into. Yeah, competitive mm-hmm. rebuild. It has yep. because you because these guys, these owners, and, and whatever they with the TV rights and the and the billions of dollars available. Yeah, they don't want to sit back and lose for three years in a row yep. before they 
finally start seeing the re- return on their investments? No, they want it now. They want it. Net, you might you might have two years. Yeah. Right. And and I think Eric Bieniemy, uh, I think he could be the guy that that turns this around. They they got to give him a true opportunity. And I don't yeah. think Rod Rivera has given him a true opportunity here. I don't think that the the Commanders as an organization is an organizational failure. They, organizational failure. Yeah. Exactly. They have not a given T-shirt. Yeah. They have not given uh, uh, the enemy a real opportunity to be a, a great offensive coach here. And, and you get these players bitching and whining that he's too tough on them. Well, guess what? You you, you never had a, a, a coach that wasn't playing. You know, like like right. Eric Bieniemy. And, and right. Bieniemy may be rough, but he expects a lot of his offenses. Yeah. And and he should be a head coach in this league. Yeah. He should be. And, and those hard-nosed coaches usually wind up being the best coaches. Yeah. So I mean, Mike Tomlin. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's what Eric Bieniemy needs. He needs to. They need to put him out there. In the meantime, on the other side, the Rams. Man, I'll tell you what. They're they're right in the thick of it here, man. They, you got Matt Stafford, who's been playing the best football he's played all year. He's been red hot. Twenty five for thirty three in this game. Two fifty eight, two touchdowns. Kyren Williams, baby, yeah. One fifty two and a touchdown. He had himself a great game in this one. He's and also back from that injury, brother, it's like nothing happened. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, I mean, he he had a great career in Notre Dame, and here we are. You yeah. know, he's doing everything. I mean, he, twenty-seven Char- carries, yeah. one hundred and fifty-two yards. McVay loves him. Yeah, and he loves him, and he's in at twenty-seven carries, one hundred. It's like he gets stronger as the game goes. Yes, uh, it was it was beautiful. He had a five-six average, which is great. Um, and also Cooper Cup, Pukunakua. Cuckoo and poo-poo. 50 yards for him. Cooper Cup, eight receptions, 111, a touchdown. Stafford, and and you know what's beautiful is Stafford is always just, if one's not open, the other one is. And Stafford is finding the one that's open. He's doing a great job. He's always been a... He's always been good at, at finding the open receiver. Yeah, and and that's what he's doing. He's finding the open guy. He's been and, and he's been tearing it up. And he, he tore it up on Thursday night football. We'll be talking about that in a little bit. And and uh, again, what what this shows you is the Rams who had those uh, F the, the F them picks. Yeah, it hurt them right last season. It did. It, it hurt them last year, but they picked up the pieces. Yeah, they've had a competitive rebuild. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, it. That's, that's it. That's what it's become, brother. Because you look at those fifth, sixth, seventh round picks that they've had, and the um, free agents mm-hmm. that they picked up, the undrafted free agent, brother. And they they okay. found yes, they found great players in yes. Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams. Kyron yes. Williams, fifth round pick. Yeah, Puka Nakua, fifth round pick. I mean, exactly. they're they're finding these guys late in the draft that are going to be special. Less and, need. Yep, he knows what he's doing. He does. He's a very good GM. He, he, I mean, if you want to talk about GM of the year, you might be talking about Les Snead. There you go. So, uh, next up, Buffalo goes out and beats the Dallas Cowboys 31-10. to 10. The Buffalo ah, this Hill, made me happy. Yeah, they, they stomped the Cowboys, you know, and I got to tell you, I, I it wasn't even Josh Allen. Uh, it, was, nope. it was a lot of James Cook, man. 25, yep. 179 yards and a touchdown. He also had some numbers through the air. On top mm-hmm. of it, he, he goes out uh, two receptions, 42 yeah. yards. Stefan Diggs got four catches for 48 yards. Yeah. The book, you can run on that. You can run on, I don't play any team, but you can run on most yeah. most teams. But, right? but on Dallas, they're but susceptible on, to it. They're very, yeah. And now, you look at this. <laughs> I, I feel vindicated in my opinions because I've said this, Dak Prescott, while we've been having a great season right. overall, mm-hmm. Now, this is why I called the Bills to win. And I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot toot. 
Dallas on the road have not been they have not been they have not been good no. Dak Prescott on the road has not been good now you take him on the road outdoors weather in Buffalo right, right? little wind and rain what happens he yep. turns into a pumpkin and, and Mike and I, I also want to want to point out here and, and I would be remiss if I didn't take note of this yeah there has been one team that Dallas has beaten that's been considered good quote unquote right and it's Philly Philly Right. Yeah. If you look at their schedule, and and we got all excited, and, and for a while there, you got all excited. This week, I, this last week, I went back and looked at their whole schedule. Yeah. It's been them stomping on a lot of bad teams at home, at home, really just molly whopping bad teams. Which you're supposed to do. Which by you're the supposed way. to do. Yeah, but they've been beating on bad teams and bad defenses and and whooping up on them. And they they whooped up on, on uh, uh, they whooped up on Philadelphia. Yeah. And and Philadelphia has a bad defense, yeah. especially their secondary. Their secondary yeah. is a disaster. And you look at Dak Prescott throwing the ball well in that game, but it's a bad Philly yeah. secondary. Seahawks, too. Yep. And, and you look at, like, Darius Slay, for example. Darius Slay has not been the same guy. Uh, Father Time does no jobs, and he's catching up to him. Injured and out. Yep, injured and out. And, and here we are. And, and really, when he's been in the game, he really has lost his step. I mean, we have not seen the best of no. Darius Slay. No, we, we saw the best of Darius Slay last season. Yeah, and and now we're not seeing the, the best of Darius Slay. But if you look at, again, this is what I'm talking about, too. If you look at that Philly team from last year, mm-hmm. how many good teams did they take on? Not many. <laughs> they, they, had not a, many. they had a really good, really set up. It was set up for them to really, you know, do well. And they, they did well. They did well. But they beat up on a lot of really questionable bad teams. Yeah. And and here we are. It, Dallas is doing the same thing. And and they're beating up a lot of questionable bad teams. Next week, they, you know, after, after in, in week 17, they got the, the Detroit Lions. It's going to be a good game. Yeah. It's going to be a good one because both these teams – have their uh, ailments on the defensive side of the football. Yeah. Both of them do. The, the Lions secondary has been abysmal. And Dak can take advantage yep. of that. And, and then on the other side, if you look at the run game, you got to know that Montgomery and, and your boy Gibbs. Gibbs, your boy Jameer Gibbs, they're <laughs> going to try and take advantage of that bad Dallas run defense. Yes, sir. So, I mean, there's there's questions here now. And, and now, so just like the Eagles got discovered earlier in the year, oh, this is how you beat Philly. Yeah. This is how you you contain Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah. And Philly's on a skid right now. This is this is kind of the same thing, you know. Oh, we oh. figured out what you know. You can run on Dallas. This is how you beat Dallas. Yeah. You run the goddamn football, and that's what it's going to be. So Dallas goes out and drops this one. On the other side, the Bills. Josh Allen seven for 15, 94 yards and a touchdown. That, what is this? Is this? Kirk Cousins during the the right. run the, the zone run days. This is <laughs> this is this is uh, uh, Brady, the uh, OC for uh, Buffalo. Uh, Joe Brady. Joe Brady. Yeah. Yep. This is Brady. Like, okay, well, he said, uh, according to establish the run, he's uh, Brady said we know we we did what was working. Don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. That's what he said. Yeah. And so boom. You're running the ball with effectiveness. Well, why would you stop? Exactly. Right? Exactly. If you're getting six, eight, 12 yards, well, why stop? Yeah, I'm not going to stop. 
and and it, it worked very well for him. And and even Ty Johnson, Ty Johnson, Ty Johnson the former Lion, former Jet. Yeah. Uh, he nine carries, fifty four yards in this game. He had to go. And Josh Allen ran the ball eight times, twenty four yards and a touchdown. Latavius Murray five carries for eleven yards and a touchdown. See three rushing touchdowns. Yes. Yeah. Right? Those Josh Allen rushes, those are drive extending carries. Bingo. Right. Yep. That was a third turn down conversion. That's what. That's what Josh. Al- that was Josh Allen's bread and butter for a while back. Uh, you know, he, he's he's like he's the least mobile mobile quarterback that we know in the NFL. You know what I mean? He's, he he can run the football very effectively, but he's not. You know, uh, um, he is not a Lamar Jackson. He's not a Kyler Murray. He's not a Jalen Hurts. He's not a Patrick Mahomes the second. You know, but but he's he's still very capable of running the football. The difference between him and those guys is the size. Yes. Is the mm-hmm. size bigger than all those guys? Yeah. And he's he's the biggest quarterback out of the bunch. I think he's probably. Yeah. I mean, we're we're pushing Roethlisberger's size. Here. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, and that's what makes him such an effective runner. Is he? Right. Can, you know, he might not be the fastest. Nope. He might he might be a little plotting. Yeah. But. He, he gets, can lower that shoulder and pop you. Lower the shoulder. Yeah. He, he gets the tough yards. <laughs> yeah. Right. He gets the guard yards at the goal line. Right. He gets those tough yards. He gets he gets yards that keep the that keeps the drive going. Right. Right. And puts him in position to score a touchdown. Absolutely. And again, when it comes to nut cutting time, you got to be that guy that gets those third that those third down yards. I'm waiting to see what what's going to happen. They, they, yeah. This is all good. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. We'll see in the playoffs. I have. Yep. I also have questions. Joe Brady, well, his offense. Had, you know, I, I guess I can't question the offense because it's been working to an extent. Um, Steph Diggs has been neutered in this offense. It's been bad. Just nowhere. Yeah. To be found. Right. I, I just. I just been neutered. I mean, do you even need him at this point? You know, that's that's the question of the day for me. Uh, next up, Baltimore. Goes out and beats Jacksonville twenty-three to seven. Trevor Lawrence suffers a concussion in this game. Yes, yeah. Clark Jackson fourteen for twenty-four, one seventy-one, one touchdown, one pick. He did run the ball twelve times for ninety-seven yards. Jacksonville did a pretty damn good job bottling up these receivers in this game. Isaiah Likely was the big story. Five receptions, seventy yards. This is kind of what we saw last year. He did get in the end zone too last yeah. year when he came in for uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah, really had himself an awesome showing. Uh, last year, and now he's starting to come alive. He was started a little slow when he came in after Andrews went down. This game was like, hey, I'm yeah. still here. Isaiah like very good uh, receiving tight end. Yeah, I'm not sure about his blocking capabilities. I, no. I don't. They, I don't think they need him. No, uh, for that. No, they but. they really don't. Uh, Keaton Mitchell does get hurt in this game. We'll be talking about that soon. But he did have 73 yards. Gus Edwards gets in the end zone. 16 carries, 58 yards, and a TD. You know the the Ravens, they're they're winning football games. Yeah. Their defense has been stellar. Uh, we knew that Trevor Lawrence. I uh, you know if you're if you're if you're playing in fantasy and you look on the other side and you see Baltimore's playing one of your players, you should probably just avoid them and <laughs> avoid starting them. You know, I mean that's just Pretty what much. it is. Uh, on the other, and on the other side, the Jags about Lamar. He missed ten tests. Yep. Now I have the full disclosure. I did not watch this game. Yeah. Okay, I, I've seen some highlights, but I did not watch this game in full. But missing ten passes and 171 yards, it seems I don't I don't like that. I will say this about Jacksonville. But in, in Jacksonville secondary has been suspect the last couple of uh weeks and, and mm-hmm. they and they've got injuries in the secondary. So when I see that, I'm just like, Well Yeah. 
Okay. To to be fair to like I said to Jacksonville, they're even though their secondary's been bad uh, for the last couple of weeks, their defense this year has actually been pretty decent, and and their pass rush has been getting there. Yeah. Uh, and I, his name escapes me at the moment. The gentleman that they got in the first round, Walker. Well, Trayvon, Trayvon Walker. Walker. He's come alive recently. Last couple of weeks, Walker has been lights out he's been tearing people up so i'm I'm looking over at at uh uh, walker and i'm like okay and he put a lot of pressure on lamar uh, during this game he was in his face a lot they they did bring a lot of exotic blitzes at him which is you know showcased by the fact that he ran 12 times for 97 yards you know they they brought a lot of exotic blitzes at him and he just took off you know and and that's kind of the beauty of having a lamar jackson that knows how to run the ball like that yeah you know is hey you know when you have to yep Yep. And, you, and it can pay dividends. Yep, and that's exactly what it was. And, and just like in those situations with Josh Allen, a lot of these runs were drive-extending runs. There were a lot of occasions where he would get over that first down marker and then slide. You yep, know, he'd, there you he'd, go. He'd go and, and drop a slide and, and just extend that drive, and it was good. There was, It was good ball control football on his end. And, and you know, they, had, they, they won the time of possession battle Ooh, 5 for 12 on third down. Right. They're, but they won the time of possession battle mightily in this game. Big time. 34 minutes of time of possession. It's like, like a quarter. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, it's and, and the, the Jags only had 25 minutes and 41 seconds. So, I mean, they dominated that. They did. You know, I, it just it shows. Jacksonville, hey, wake up. Yeah. They, we, 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 saw, we, we thought Jacksonville was going to win this division running away. Right. Right. Not, not, not nay, nay. You've got, and and uh, the Colts are nipping at their heels, and and to be honest with you, Houston Houston's nipping at their heels. But to, to, the crazy part about it, mm-hmm. all three of these teams, well, two of the uh, two of the teams have one thing in common, is that their defenses have been really good. The yeah. Colts defense has been really good. Yeah. The Texans defense has been really good. Yeah. And here we are, and the, the Jags defense, they're kind of lying in the weeds a little bit, but their pass rush has been really good. Secondary and. Um, so I mean, the defense has been really good, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy to see. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 what a good defense. <laughs> and it's probably I love the fact that the AFC South has some suddenly become one of the more competitive divisions of football. Yeah. When it was like last year, like oh, this dirt. Yeah. Right? This is garbage teams. You yeah. Know? That's, Who's gonna? You know, yeah. somebody's gotta win it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was one of those. That, that's that would be the NFC South this year. Yeah. Yeah. The NFC South is a disaster. And then last but not least, uh, Monday Night Football, the mm. Eagles drop one of the Seahawks last minute. Drew Locke has has a glorious last-minute drive down the field, scores a touchdown. Jalen Hurts, 17 for 31, 143, two interceptions. He did have 13 carries for 82 yards, two touchdowns. But, hey, Seattle gets it done here. What's crazy to me is their defense locked down a lot of these receivers, and they did it without Devin Witherspoon on the field. So, I mean, mm. I think that a lot. I'll, I'll say this. To be fair, Jalen Hurts was hurt. sick. Yep, sick, hurt, sick, whatever. Hurt, yeah, you know, he's hurt yeah, too. He's definitely hurt. Um, so, it, so you got a, a little bit of a nasty. Yeah, Just I, a little. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but Drew but Locke, he played. But what, what, have, what have we said this entire year? You know, like like right, right around the midpoint of the season, we started thinking, hey, this Philadelphia Eagles team can be beaten. And, you know, and then obviously circumstances have arisen to where that's that's a little more, you know, it's a little more predictable, makes a little more sense. But, you know, we've said that, you know, they could they could be beaten. And here it is. 
the look at the, the the schedule that they've played in the last five six weeks, right? You've got games against Buffalo yep. at home going into overtime. You had uh, against the uh, the Forty Niners, right? Got stomped. Got right. The uh, Cowboys, right? The Forty uh, Niners. Yep. Now you had the Seahawks. Yeah. So. It, it's been a rough go for the Eagles. They, this has been a, a, a rough stretch, right? Because they had the Chiefs, the yeah, Cowboys, Chiefs, Cowboys, Commanders. They, they, they let yeah. the Commanders drop thirty-one on them. Yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah, you go Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers. Cowboys again, and then you got to go on the road to the Seahawks. Right. So look at look at that stretch. Tough again, stretch. That's a tough ass stretch. And they beat the Chiefs, Eagles, mm. right? They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Cowboys in that stretch. They beat the Bills in that stretch. Right. Right? But I think that's what it took all of their energy to beat those teams. Got an overtime game in there. You have a, a mental challenge to get over with the Chiefs. And the Bills, you know, they fought them all the way tooth the nail. Yeah, that's overtime. 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 Yep. Divisional game against the Cowboys. You know those are always tough. But the 49ers, that was the game where they had it. Everything got taken out of them. Right. And then they lost to the Cowboys. And then you got to go on the road, sit quarterback, Monday night, and you lose to the Seahawks. Yep. And now they've got another Monday night show or Monday afternoon showdown on Christmas. On Christmas. Then they're going to be taking on the Giants. Now, I, this should be a foregone this conclusion. This should be a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Should be. <clears throat> they, this, this almost should be like one of those games where – you're, you're able to rest. Yeah. You know, you're finally yeah. able to calm everything down These for a minute. last three games, Giants, Eagles, Giants again. Giants, Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Giants, Cardinals, uh, Giants again. Right. The, the Eagles will be just fine. Yeah, and that's... Yeah. I, I'm, you know, <clears throat> and then on the other side, you know, the Seahawks find themselves in the hunt still for that uh, playoff yeah. spot. Drew Locke keeps them alive, you know. The best game I've seen to play since Missouri. Absolutely. that <laughs> It was the best. Well, and you know, I Drew Locke every now and then pops up on the stat sheet as, as it's, oh, well, Drew Locke had a really good game. It, it happened yeah. a few times in Denver. Uh, it, he had a, the game where, you know, the, they were up on the Vikings real big a few years ago. And, yeah. and Drew Locke actually had himself a good game in there. Yeah. You know, like, but they're, yeah. they're just, um, this is one of those games where Drew Locke popped up on the stat sheet. But this shows you how troubled the Philadelphia secondary is when Drew Locke is going 22 for 33 for 208 and a touchdown. Especially the yeah, and another, another good story, uh, Kenneth Walker III, 19 carries, 86 yards, and yeah. a touchdown. Kenny Walker uh, returns from injury, takes over the, the starting role. Zach Charbonnet winds up, you know, kind of taking the backseat. Walker's like the nothing happened. Yeah, Walker's the better of the two. We know that, but Charbonnet All did that. fill in beautifully for, feel, for Kenny Walker. Yeah, that's what he is. He's a filling guy. He, he's a good back in his own right. right. But Kenneth Walker the third, yeah. K-9, <laughs> he is yep. that dude. He's a dog. <laughs> he, is. he is, he is. And uh, DK Metcalf had himself a nice game too. Five receptions, 78 yards. Jackson Smith and Jigbo with the big game winner. Yeah. Uh, he, he winds yeah. up getting the game winning TD here. Uh, it, was a, it was a great drive by Drew Locke. Um, Walker, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just I'm amazed by Walker because he he gets the tough yards, yep, in the trenches, yep. and he can cut to the outside, and he has explosive runs, brother. Yeah, and he, he, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. They don't need him to do that a lot, but he can. I love the way that they they weave him 
between the guard and the tackle. Yeah. Every time. You could get him on, on sort of close to the edge there, right right between the guard and the tackle there, and it's either side. Yeah. Either side, and he, he's out. You know, He's got great balance. Yep. Strong. Mm-hmm. Capable. Uh, open field speed. Can can lower the shoulder and pop yes. you if he needs to. Downhill yes. runner. You yes. know, I mean, he's he, a prototypical RB1. Yeah, and, and I love that. Kenny, Kenneth Walker has just been excellent for them. And, and you know, I, the Seahawks, man, if they make it to the playoffs, if they wind up, you know, squeaking their way in, because that's what it would be at this point, is them squeaking their way in, they could be a threat to somebody yes. at some point. Um, and with that, those are your scores uh, for Week 15 in the NFL. Uh, moving into our top performances of the week, let's uh, let's chat about the top performances before we jump into a break here. Uh, number 10, Chris Godwin, man. Uh, 10 receptions, 155 yards. This is what we've been waiting for, yeah. Chris Godwin, right? I mean, we, we we thought this was he was poised for something, some kind of breakout year, and yeah. we're waiting for it. <laughs> and then Mike Evans. Yeah, this is no, 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 I was just, I was just saying, you know, hey Chris, you know, we were looking at, hey Chris, come on, clock's yeah. ticking. Oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, finally. And and Baker Mayfield, you know, there's been a lot of Mike Evans love. Yes. Lots of Mike Evans love. Yes. Chris Godwin finally gets all uh, some love. This I game. think my I think Mike Evans is like well. This may be my last year here. I think this is a, this yeah. is a contract year. I think he's done. Yeah. yeah. We're going to see what's going to happen. It's going to be real interesting to see where Mike Evans might go. He's going to wind up being one of the best free agents out there this year. And and somebody's going to wind up with a great number one receiver. And, yeah. and imagine if he goes to a place, you know, say say the Raiders retain Devontae. And then he go out and get Mike Evans and get that one-two punch. I, I think that would be terrible. That would be not, that'd be nasty. Right. Uh, number nine, Ty Chandler, man, 23 carries, 132 yards. He had a 5.7 average in this game, one touchdown, and he also had three receptions for 25 yards. Yeah. Uh, this was the breakout game, right? Absolutely, mm-hmm. because, again, he's been on the bench. He's been in bubble wrap all season pretty much, and now I've got the opportunity, and this is what you are supposed to do when you get the opportunity. Right, and and I've been saying all year, really for about – seven weeks now that Ty Chandler is the better runner between him and Alexander Madison. And he finally got to showcase it. And this is one of those moments where you're kind of hoping that Kevin O'Connell is not, and it's been one of Kevin O'Connell's faults. He is too loyal to certain players that he shouldn't be loyal to. And I feel like Alexander Madison is going to possibly get that loyalty from Kevin O'Connell that he shouldn't be getting. Ty Chandler should be the de facto number one moving forward. Yeah. That's the guy that's going to give you the most love. And Alexander Madison is just not the guy. We've seen it. We no. we, we, we know how that movie ends now, right? Yes. So so Ty Chandler should be the guy, but we'll see. Madison's uh, the goal linebacker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number eight goes to Scary Terry McLaurin. Six hey. receptions, 141, and a touchdown. He has his best game of the year. This is what we wanted to see out of Terry McLaurin. All season. All season. But the Airbnb system is kind of ripped from the Chiefs, as you see the Chiefs, where the targets are all spread out. <clears throat> yeah. Right? Yep. But you get a lot to the tight end, yep. and that's what's been happening. Because Logan Thomas has been getting a lot of targets in this uh, commander system. Yeah. A lot of spread offense. A lot of spread offense. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of tight end usage. So, I mean, it, it worked out well. Uh, for for Logan Thomas and company, but Terry McLaurin finally finally showing up on the stat sheet here. I, I'm happy to see that. Number seven goes to Jalen Waddle, eight receptions, 142 yards, and a TD. You know, uh, this is another guy where we've been waiting for this. We, yeah. you know, he's been he's been had a very quiet year comparatively because yeah. Tyree Kill's been getting all the love for a shorter guy. Yeah. That shadow is very long. <laughs> it is <laughs> for Jalen Waddle to get out from underneath. Yeah, but he finally did. 
Yeah, and, and you know, Hill goes down with the ankle injury from last week, and or, well, two weeks ago now, and now here we are, Tyreek Hill is, is uh, on the bench, Jalen Waddle comes in as wide receiver one and shows he can be the wide receiver one. They have a 1A, 1B situation over there, yes. and that's so ideal, yeah. you know, especially in this offense. Tua Tungabaylow has got to be happy knowing oh, yeah. that he's got Jalen Waddle to throw to all the time. Um, but, yeah, Waddle, man, winds up as number seven. Number six, Kyren Williams. Uh, we just got done talking to him, not, uh, talking about him not too long ago. 27 carries, 152 yards and a touchdown. He had a 5.6 average on this game. Man, he's – I picked him up in fantasy after week one, and I couldn't be more happy. <laughs> he has been a star. Uh, and very good. Yep. Uh, out of Notre Dame. Uh, 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 you like that? Out of uh, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like uh, he, off. yeah, he's, he's been awesome. It, and, uh, Sean McVay came out and said he's like an energizer bunny. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's what he came out and said, but, uh, Kyren's been special. He had a really good game this past Thursday night. We'll be uh, talking about that when come pick time, but, uh, Hey, Kyren Williams winds up as number six. Number five, Jordan Addison out of USC for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, yes, six sir. receptions, 111 yards, two touchdowns on the day. I put Jordan Addison higher than a few of these guys, uh, not only because he had the second touchdown, but because he also did it all with a backup quarterback. Yeah. Yep. He really made Nick Mullins look like a world beater in this game. He's Absolutely. Made, yeah, he made Josh Dobbs look great, too, for a couple of games. Yep, right? yep. So you, you got to hand it to Jordan Addison here. He's having himself a great year. When and Justin Jefferson went down. Jordan Addison stepped in, as, as you put in the in the uh, in the rankings, beautifully. Yeah, yeah. He's he admirably stepped in, and it, it, it's just been uh, an excellent year for Jordan Addison. Right now, I believe he's uh, fourth in yardage, if I'm not mistaken, in receiving yards. So I mean, we we're uh, four, maybe fourth in touchdowns. We'll be talking about Jordan Addison shortly in the rookie rankings. Number four. Goes to Jared Goff, uh, 24 for 34, 278, five touchdowns against that Denver defense. Hey, you know what, Jared Goff, he's played well. Uh, you know, you, you, he's been streaky at times. There have been occasions where he's had like a game where it, you know, bad games happen. Yeah. But for the most, <laughs> for the most part, Jared Goff has played well. And and there's been mm-hmm. a sometimes I think that when Jared Goff has a rough game, there's like an unnecessary burial of the guy. Yeah. Right. And, then there's those games where Jared Goff does this, yeah. <laughs> or has to. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and it's like every time the Lions have lost, the very next game they win, and it's 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 in either an impressive fashion. You know, against the Saints they escaped, but you know this past Saturday night against against Denver they really showed up and showed out. Yeah. So you know, again, which Jared Goff's going to show up from week to week? You know, that's still a question, but. You know, something tells me that this team is starting to trend back in the right direction again. Yeah, they're starting to move into that that hey playoff push direction, and and I, I want to see what they're going to be able to do. This is you, you've got three weeks here of mm-hmm. dare I say it, possibly tough games. Yeah, possible. You you because oh yeah, the Vikings aren't going to go away, and and that's. We'll be talking about that yeah. soon. But uh, Jared Goff, you know, winds up as number four. Number three, Baker Mayfield. We talked about him. He had uh, 22 for 28, 381, four touchdowns. He posted a perfect passer rating. The first quarterback that was playing for the away team to post a perfect passer rating at Lambeau. Wow. Baker Mayfield. That is a, that is a long-standing history. <laughs> Baker. Well, uh, isn't that crazy? Man, I've always... <laughs> I have always liked Baker Mayfield. 
I always felt like he was a, a, an ultra competitor. He is a competitive guy. And I you want that at your quarterback. I wasn't a fan of Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, like he was a good story when he first came in with Cleveland, and and mm-hmm. that that first game, you 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 had to root for him. You know, yeah. just right. you know, you had Cleveland. They were they right. were so bad for yeah. so long, and they yeah. lost so many games in a row. Yeah. And then he comes on in prime time, and right. you're like, oh shit, here comes. Right. And he came out and tore the fucking house down, and you're like, right. man, this Baker Mayfield kid might be for real. And then he started to suck. Yeah, and then he went down to to Tampa, and everybody had all these questions. Look, they're seven and seven right now. I get it; they're five hundred, but he surprised me. He has yeah. surprised me at some points this year. I'm going okay. 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 Yeah. They, they got they got an outside. They're leading the the they're leading the NFC South by half a game, and you know they got an outside shot to get the playoffs and yeah. a division title. He surprised me a little bit, so I, I got questions about whether or not Baker and you know and I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to take this team to the Super Bowl. But I think Baker Mayfield has been a pleasant surprise. He's been like, like, or as uh, uh, Bob Ross, he's a happy accident. Yeah. You know, like, that's <laughs> what, yeah. uh, uh, number two goes to James Cook. And I can't believe I had to put him at two. Uh, 25 carries, 179 on the ground. He had a touchdown. He had a 7.2 average. Woo. What? Two receptions, 42 yards and a touchdown. He had 221 yards from scrimmage. He had a great game. Uh, just an excellent game. And the only guy I put above him because of the extra touchdown was Christian McCaffrey. 18 carries, 115 yards on the ground. He had a touchdown. Plus, he had two touchdowns through the air on five receptions for 72 yards. He had 187 from scrimmage. Christian McCaffrey, consistent, as with Jameer Gibbs, consistent <laughs> impact on the game, whether you're winning or losing. He can yeah. have a consistent impact on the game. Yeah. Yeah, run, and, and CMC, run CMC, best RB in the game. Yeah, sure. he goes out and does what he does. It was an excellent showing from old Christian McCaffrey. Um, moving into our rookie rankings. Uh, yeah, I know we are. This has been an interesting week, this, this rookie rankings. A lot of injuries have moved guys down the list, and we always talk about it. Alex, let's stamp that bingo card. What is the biggest thing about uh, being a football player? availability and reliability and that's been a big issue with these rookie rankings this week in particular we had uh, uh quite a few guys drop because of the lack avail- of availability and reliability yeah. um and man uh look first of all let's jump into our honorable mentions jordan battle uh still in the, uh, that honorable mention category uh 85.5 run defense grade he's got the highest among qualifying rookies since taking his current role in week 11 he has accumulated nine run stops at the position. Uh, <clears throat> been the be- he's been the best safety out of the draft so far. Mm. So far he has, and and since especially since he came in, I understand he only came in week eleven, um, but he's been excellent so far for Cincinnati. He did get away with an offsides in that game against the Vikings this last week. I will say that. So, all right. But what? Brother, Brian, brother. Brian Branch hadn't been he I, hadn't been around. Brian availability Branch, and reliability. He's missed a few games, but he, <laughs> he's had more of an impact on the defense of the Lions than Battle has uh, like, with the Bengals. I don't think so. Oh boy, I don't think so. Here comes another Branch and Battle. <laughs> uh, Gibbs and Robinson, Branch and Battle. Yep. Uh, also, right. also in the honorable mention, Zay Flowers. Uh, he had just one reception in a game where he should have seen a ton more. He was outshined by Rashad Bateman in this game and Isaiah Likely. Uh, Flowers. I mean, he didn't he didn't get a lot of love in this game. It was surprising. No. 
And also Keanu Benton is in the an honorable mention. He falls out of the both Zay Flowers and Keanu Benton fall out of our top ten rookies. Benton had a really rough game against the Colts. Exactly. Um, saw his grades drop considerably. Yeah. And you know, he he just they, Colts ran all over. Yeah, they they did they had their way with him. I mean, that's yeah. all it was. Um, number ten, jumping into our top ten rookies, Jordan Addison jumps up to number ten. Uh, the uh, the wide receiver out of USC, he has a seventy point eight PFF grade, seventy one points seven receiving grade, a fifty six point six rushing grade. He's filled in admirably for admirably. Justin admirably for Justin Jefferson. He had an outstanding performance versus the Bengals uh, to the tune of six receptions for 111 yards, two touchdowns, and an 85.1 offensive grade. He's currently ranked fourth in receiving touchdowns in the league. Really having a great year. He's got over 820 yards of, uh, of uh, receiving yardage. I'm glad, you're, great year. I'm glad you're finally giving Jordan Addison some love. Yep, yep. He's, he's shown up, uh, especially in the last couple of weeks, shown up in a big way. Uh, number nine, Jameer Gibbs. Ah. I'll give him. I'll give him his flowers for you. Uh, he finally made the list. Seventy-five point eight PFF grade, eighty point eight rushing grade, sixty-six point six receiving grade. He had a really strong showing, albeit against the thirty-second ranked rushing defense, offering nine point one yards per attempt. I would be remiss if I ignored it, even if he was taking on a, the worst run defense in the league. Man. <laughs> <laughs> So, so would you say then that earlier on in the season the Broncos had one of the best pass defenses in the league? I thought they were eighth at one point. And it, yeah, they've always had a good pass. I, well, and now they're ranked twenty fourth. Yeah, twenty fourth, right. which I'm blown away by. I, I they they have sunk. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. whole defense. Something's, something's in the water in Mile High. I don't know what's going on. Uh, something's amiss there. Uh, number eight goes to Ivan Pace Jr. Uh, he sort of stays put here, but he's he's gonna he could be climbing up this list, you know, kind of as a de facto guy. Uh, 78.9 PFF grade, a 57.4 run defense. He's got a 79.1 pass rush grade and an 82.3 coverage grade, which is really good for a linebacker. He struggled against that high-powered Bengals offense. He saw his grades drop across the board. Uh, per pro football focus, though, Pace is the only first-year defender to surpass a 20% pass rush win rate and allow less than 0.55 yards per coverage snap. So he is, um, he's been damn good for the Vikings. Kind of an unsung hero, undrafted free agent. You know, uh, This is very interesting now. Yeah. Because we've got the Lions and the Vikings. Uh-huh. And we're going to see Jameer Gibbs matched against Ivan Pace, which I'm. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. That is going. That's going to be, be fun. fun. And also, you're going to see Ivan Pace matched up with Sam Laporta a lot that too. too. That's that's going to be another matchup. When and Ivan Pace has been really good in coverage, and he's also got a really good pass rush grade. When it comes to the passing downs, Ivan Pace has been really good. It's going to be yeah. a good matchup. It's going. We're going to see. Yeah. We're going to see and and. Pace, you know, like I said, he's been really good uh, throughout the year. So we'll see how if, if the Lions can burn him. Number seven goes to a guy that fell down the list quite a bit in this one. He was he's been ranked real high the last couple of weeks, and he's been very up and down the list. The biggest movement for him, really, among any rookie, this is the biggest movement. C.J. Stroud, uh, quarterback out of the Houston Texans from Ohio State, he has an eighty-one point five PFF grade, seventy-eight point two pass. Uh, passing grade, a 76 rushing grade. Uh, he had a concussion against the Jets. It sidelined him for this game again, you know, for the Texans. Case Keenum came in to take over. He's going to keep sliding as his availability and reliability is now in question. And 
you know, he's he's not set to play this this upcoming week. And say Pace, say Gibbs, say Addison all have big weeks. We might be having a different conversation about where C.J. Stroud is ranked on this list. If he wants to, and, and I know it doesn't matter to him, but if C.J. Stroud is to go up this list, you get on the field. Got to be there. Got to be there. So that means Gibbs might jump him. Might jump him. Well, might jump him. Uh, jumped him all right. Uh, all okay. Right. I don't know about all that. Right. I don't know about jumped him already. Right. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, number six goes to Will Anderson Jr. He also falls down the list a little bit. He was up in the top three. He falls down, man. He mm-hmm. uh, he was out in this game. 80.5 PFF grade, 80.1 run defense grade, 74.1 in the pass rush, and a 70 coverage grade. He's been really good across the board. This last week, sidelined with an ankle injury, uh, so he slides down the list. Pro fo- per pro football focus, though, through week 14, Anderson racked up 51 total pressures, the most of any first-year defender and it amounts to an impressive 14% pressure rate, 14.5%. Mm. So he's he's got uh, a pretty damn good uh, a pass rush grade. Yeah. And his run defense has been out of this world this right. year. He's been just as good as advertised. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely worth the pick. Uh, number five, how the mighty fall. He goes from one to two to five. Devin Witherspoon, uh, the corner for the Seattle Seahawks. Out of the University of Illinois, 83.3 PFF grade, 82.8 run defense, a 91.4 pass rush grade, a 77.7 coverage grade. The trouble for him, and, and those numbers are really great, trouble for him is the rib injury he suffered in week 14 kept, kept him off the field for week 15, so he takes another slide. Uh, per pro football focus, 83.3 overall grade ranks fifth among 128 qualifying corners this season. So, Very good, but he's, he's probably going to miss another game. Yeah, it's it's kind of looking that way. Uh, so Witherspoon uh, is likely going to be out this upcoming week as well. We might see another slide from him. But Witherspoon has been very good this year. Very good. He's been impressive. Number four goes to Sam Laporta, the tight end for the Detroit Lions out of the hey. University of Iowa. He pops up the list. He had a, a damn good uh, matchup here against the Broncos. 75.8 PFF grade, 79.5 receiving grade, 56.4 rushing grade. He had a big day. Uh, in 24th ranked pass defense, he took advantage of it. Five catches, 56 yards, three touchdowns. It couldn't be ignored, the three touchdowns. Cannot. Cannot be ignored. So he pops up the list, jumps up to four. Number three. He's had a good season off. He's had a good season. There have been a couple of games where he got, you know, held in check. The Buccaneers game yes. uh, comes to mind because you got, you know, it's Levante David. Yep. Freaking, a few. Uh, he's he's had a little, you know, a little bit of a drop issue, uh, His he, but ultimately – Pretty damn good. Uh, he's he's had five drops on the year, um, but the, the Lions love to use him out of the slot. Yeah, and when you need a play, he's I mean, Goff yep. is going. He's throwing it to Laporta. Yeah, he's got the trust of Jared Goff. He's not. Right? He's not really an inline tight end like we're used to seeing, right. and and that's something that we're we're seeing differently out of out of Sam Laporta and his usage uh, with the Lions. Number three, Jalen Carter. The defensive tackle for the Eagles, uh, he has an 85.5 PFF grade, a 62.1 run defense grade, 84.9 pass rush grade. He had one of his biggest showings of the year in Week 15. I uh, saw an uptick in his grades across the board, finds himself high on the rankings, primarily due to injuries to Stroud, Witherspoon, and Anderson. Got his sixth sack of the season. He currently owns the fifth highest pass rush win rate at the position with 68 or 16.8%. So uh, Jalen Carter, you know, we're – He's been up and down a little bit. We still question the attitude. We still question the work ethic. But ultimately, so far, okay. 
I the, get, production, the production seems to be there. Yeah. Now, see, there's, there's another aspect to this. Um, the Eagles have been changing their base defense. Yes. Because uh, they got my, uh, Matt Patricia there at the uh, uh, doing some things at the D coordinator position. Yeah, they just subbed him in. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see how Patricia is going to utilize Jalen Carter in these in these situations. Because, or, or if he does, period. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not going to they're not going to blitz a lot. Because that's, you know, they, I'm wondering, it's going to be very interesting going forward to see how Patricia uh, deals with Jake Carter. Yeah, yeah. Matty Patty does some weird things over there. Yeah. And then uh, number two goes to bootleg B team, Rasheed Rice. Hey. hey, wide receiver out of the, for the Kansas City Chiefs out of SMU. 85 PFF grade, an 85.1 receiving grade, a 60 rushing grade. Uh, he continues to emerge as Patrick Mahomes' favorite, most reliable target. Um Nine receptions on nine targets, 90 yards, a touchdown against one of the tough defenses in this league from a pass perspective per, 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 ah, per pro football focus. There we go. Since week 12, Rice earned the sixth highest receiving grade amongst all players at the position in 85.6. Over that span, 17 of his catches have resulted in either a first down or a touchdown, and he's the third best mark at that position. And what what do you need to do on third down? Get that first down. That's right. Yeah, he's he's, he's been on the trust. Yeah, trust with your quarterback. Yep nine 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 catches on nine targets. I mean that that speaks for itself, exactly. right? I mean he he gets open and he catches the ball. He doesn't have a lot of drops. He he's been damn good for this Chiefs team. Yes, yeah. And and that's kind of what I I think when we talk about availability and reliability in this case, Rasheed Rice is getting open, so he's available yep. and he's reliable. He ain't gonna drop that ball. Yeah. And he's not going to go out and fumble. He's not yeah. going to do those things. Or line up offsides. Kadarius Tony looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping big passes at the last minute. Oops. What? I, I, I've got the perfect uh, line. I've got the perfect scenario to keep Kadarius Tony from jumping offsides. What's that? Keep his ass on the field. Yeah, that's probably a good idea, <laughs> good idea moving forward. Yeah. And number one, uh, you know, he's been near the top of this list all year long. We got to mm-hmm. talk. One of the biggest surprises of the year. Yeah, Puka Nakua. Poo poo. Poo poo. <laughs> the wide receiver for the Rams. <laughs> Sorry. Out of BYU. <laughs> 89.4 PFF grade, 86.9 receiving grade, 86.6 rushing grade. Now, these grades include his huge performance from this past Thursday night against the Saints, and he had a big one. He had five receptions for 50 yards against the Commanders. Per pro football focus, his 29 receptions of 15 yards or more ranks top five in the NFL league wide. His 2.4 yards per route run leads all first-year receivers, currently fifth in receptions in the league, and, um, yeah, second in receiving yards. The guy is wow. yeah. crazy. Very valuable for the, uh, for the Rams offense. Yeah, he's, he's been special for them. Um, I, man, I've just been blown away by Puka Nakua, and he's been playing at certain points, playing hurt. Exceptional uh, athlete. Yeah. And catches the ball, gets open. And Stafford loves to throw to him. Yep. Fifth round guy. Mm-hmm. Fifth round. <laughs> it's crazy. You know. Crazy. And it's, it's, it's uh, crazy what kind of diamonds you find in the rough. Yep. And we've got a few weeks left to to determine who our rookie of the year is. Um, well, Gibbs still has some work to do, buddy. But uh, you know, we've got we've got uh, a few few uh, more shows to determine who the rookie of the year is. Right yeah. now, Puka Nakua leading the charge. I mean, Man. yeah. I, who would have thought it? Who would have thunk? 
Who would have thought? Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't have. <laughs> but wow. out of nowhere, you know. I, I looked at that name like, who? Exactly. Uh, so he's he's leading the charge. We got three weeks left, and we'll see what happens. But there, there's still a good amount of football to be played. So we're going to see who jumps up to that number one spot, if anybody uh, can can dethrone Nakua. It was Devin Witherspoon for a while. I thought he was just running away with it. And then mm-hmm. that rib injury happened, and it was a complete change. Mm-hmm. So we'll okay. see how it goes. Um, so before we jump into the news here, we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to jump into the news and our predictions for uh, for this week. So we'll be right back right on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, here with the bootleg better, the cannonball Alex Steele. Uh, and, folks, we got some news around the league to jump into. Um, and, <clears throat> man, some stuff going on injury-wise. This is we, – we talk about nut-cutting time, and, you know, this this is nut-cutting time. This and and for, <laughs> for guys to be hurt at this point in the season with with – Playoff hopes on the line, yeah. things like that going on. This is yeah. not the time. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't it. Contract, contract <clears throat> negotiations, extensions. And oh yeah, you got guys trying to put out as much tape as they can for the next team. That's gonna, you know, cause they're gonna probably price themselves out of their teams that they're with. Oh yeah, right? no so doubt, no doubt on that tryout <clears throat> and the other teams. Well, a guy that's gonna get a, a decent tryout and and get some tape out there is gonna be. T. Higgins. The reason being Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase has been ruled out versus the Steelers due to a shoulder injury. So you're not going to see Jamar Chase this week. We saw him hurt that shoulder and he was out near the end of the game versus the Vikings last week. Yeah. T. Higgins had himself a hell of a game against the Vikings, yeah. um, especially in the absence of Jamar Chase. Um, and here we go. So T. Higgins going to have himself a hell of a game. Jamar Chase out uh, against the Steelers, who love man coverage. They, they've been notoriously a good coverage team this year. Yeah, we're going to see what what uh, your boy uh, uh, Browning? Joey Porter Jr. Really oh, yeah. Has. Yeah, what he's got against. Yeah. against we're going to see what he's got against T. Against a big physical receiver like yeah. that. And, it's going to be a very big test for him. Yeah, it's going to be a good matchup. I'm excited about it, and uh, we'll see what, what Porter Jr. I like Joey Porter Jr. I liked him out of Penn State. Yeah. You like that? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting uh, it. I'm getting, getting it. it. I'm getting there. So uh, out of Penn State, he he performed extremely well in Penn State. Got drafted first round. His dad, former Steeler. Yeah. So I mean, 
he he comes to uh, to the Steelers as well, which was probably very exciting for for him too. Man, one of the best moments of the draft. Really. Yeah, absolutely. I was happy for him. And uh, Porter Jr. has been good this year. He's been yes. good. He's had a little bit of trouble with the penalties, a little uh, you know, a little false starts here and there, a little offside stuff, a little grabby, grabby. at times. But ultimately, he's been a good corner. Yeah. And and uh, he's he's going to be. Uh, just going to get better and better. He's gonna, probably going to be one of the best corners in this league moving forward. It, yeah. I, I think I can see him developing pretty quickly. Absolutely. But uh, facing off against T. Higgins, that's going to be a toughie. Um, and Cincinnati, it, it takes away one of those really solid targets when you lose Jamar Chase, you know, and, oh, yeah. and for Jake Browning there, a backup quarterback. Oh, yeah. You know, that system has worked really well for him. He's, yeah. he's performed well, and I, I it's almost – a lot of people think it's sort of a condemnation on, on um, uh, uh, Joe Burrow because, you, you know, Browning is performing so well. Uh, everybody's kind of going, is Joe Burrow just a system guy? You know, but uh, Brown, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But Browning has, has performed well in this Bengal system, and, and we're going to see how he does with uh, – Without Jamar, yeah, Chase. without Jamar Chase, but also another guy that's going to step up as wide receiver too. Let's not forget Tyler Boyd is over there, which I know Alex loves him some Tyler Boyd. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and, well, I was I, I, no no cap. I was legitimately looking at my fantasy lineup. He's <laughs> and I'm I'm probably giving away uh, tips here, but he is on the waiver wire, and I'm like, ah, do I get him or do I not? Because it's I, I'm in the last game of the season. So right. it's like, you know, it's like, do I get him or do I not? You know, it's, you know, but anyway, but yes, Tyler Boyd is, you know, the one of, you know, the, the number three receiver over there, but very dynamic. Yeah. And, and you know what? He, he's had a few moments throughout the year where he stepped up in big situations and had big games yes. and, it, and it's been every year, every, every year. year he shows when up. Jamar Chase misses time or T Higgins misses time. Tyler Boyd steps in. Boom. Yeah, eight catches, eighty yards, and the touchdown. Right, right, stuff like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm, and and you know what, Tyler Boyd in your fantasy, Alex, you, you know, it, it's in my league. You, you know, you're you're battling to not be on that last place plaque. I'm just saying, you know, Tyler <laughs> Boyd, that could be the difference between being on the plaque and not being on the plaque. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're gonna see. I mean, it, it, it depends if you want to take that risk. Um, so we, we've got that one guy that's going to have some, uh, some, uh, tape going out, I'm sure. And we've got plenty of tape on Derrick Henry. He's considering his future outside of Tennessee. If the team was eliminated from playoff contention, we saw in that interview, that post game interview, he was not happy. And no. he is, it seems like the, he's kind of done. He's kind of done. He's done, you know, putting the team on his back and, and, you know, not getting any help and being the only thing they got there. And he, Derrick Henry has had his career. I, I hate to say it. He's had his career wasted over there with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Bad yeah. quarterbacks, bad quarterback play, no receivers. I mean, they, they, they do the bare minimum over there. Man. And they just dump it all on him. Two years ago, they could have gone to the Super Bowl. Yep. If they would have just handed him the ball. Yep. Just turn around. Tannehill. Turn around and hand him the football. Hand him the fucking on football. Fourth That's it. down. Yeah. This is he was coming back off of injury, right? And this was the playoffs. Fourth down. Turn around and hand him the ball. I'm, I'm sitting at, at my parents' house, watching the game, on the, and I'm and I'm telling my looking off my dad, and I'm telling him, I said, just turn around, hand the ball to Derrick Henry, and they did it. 
and yeah. Ryan Tannehill threw an interception yep. to the Bengals, who had and the Titans had sacked Zach, uh, Zach, uh, Joe Burrow like ten times. Yeah, beat the hell out of him. Beat the hell out of him. <laughs> right? Yeah. All you had to do was just turn around, hand the ball to Derrick Henry. Yep. They didn't do it. No. They decided to throw interception. You never that put was the game. I would never put the ball in nut cutting time in Ryan Tannehill's hands. Never. Never. And they did. Mm-hmm. So. I'm sorry, Derrick Henry. Yeah. So Derrick Henry, uh, probably considering going to uh, uh, another spot here pretty soon, and and we're going to see where he goes. But uh, that that's going to be an interesting situation. Uh, we're also going to see a few guys, a few coaches moving around. Probably Falcons owner Arthur Blank said the organization will let the season play out before deciding on the future of Arthur Smith. That means he's fired. Yeah, that means he's about yeah. done. Um, they're they're going to be rolling out. We've already talked about it, but the Falcons are starting uh, Taylor Heineke for the final three games of the season instead of Desmond Ritter, which is the smart route, uh, smart move. Yeah. Um, yeah, might as well. I mean, you, you, you get an outside shot at the division, you know, put your best players out there. Yep. And, and also uh, with, when it comes to Arthur Smith, uh, the, him and the Falcons organization, I think this was the straw that broke the camel's back right here. Head coach Arthur Smith and the Falcons organization were fined by the league for a failure to report an injury or illness of B. John Robinson in week seven. Uh, that, this was so asinine when it first happened. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, he had one carry that day. He played 11 snaps. And when Smith was asked about Bijan's lack of usage after the game, he stated that he was just feeling under the weather. Uh, <laughs> you know, he. It's just that's a huge issue. You costed your team money. You costed yourself money. You made yourself look like an ass with the injury report stuff and lack of injury reporting. You know, trying to do the uh, the old Bill Belichick soft shoe. Yeah, yeah. Try to you know make him guess. Let me tell you something. There's way too much money involved between fantasy football, Mm -hmm. legalized gambling. Yep. For you to be playing around with an injury report. Yeah, and I know you're not going to get in trouble. Let me tell you something like the game has changed. The NFL has partnered with DraftKings and, and mm-hmm. FanDuel and they've in and, and these places that are MGM Grand. MGM Grand. Yep. They, they you can't play around with that stuff, brother. They will find out. And then the, that's called competitive advantage in the game. That's called costing people money. Right. when they're talking about fantasy sports and gambling because now they're all in it together. So, yeah, we're going to fix this. Yeah. That's yeah. that's going to be an issue. So yeah. Arthur Smith gets fined in this situation, and and he said, "Oh well, the league and I had a difference of opinion on how to report." And da 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 da. No, no. At the end of the day, he was trying to do the old Bill Belichick thing, and it didn't work out. It didn't work. And it and I think they still lost that game. Tyler Algier ran the ball primarily, but you know, I, our, this is just kind of the end of things. I think for all Arthur Smith, I, I think he's just you know, it's game over. He's just about cooked. I'll be gobsmacked if he still has a job at the end of the season. It's a, and, and hopefully we, we you know he he's a good offensive line coach yeah uh, I'll give him that um, and I think that's about where he's at good run game coordinator run game coordinator yep. excellent yep but when we're talking about him being a head coach or even an offensive coordinator no uh, no I don't I don't like him very because there's not high level there's no high level coaching traits there's no high level coaching acumen that that you see right right, right. And I, you know when when it comes to where when you're gonna when you need some you there's gonna be games two to three games per year mm-hmm. where you need to beat the other team with coaching right right and he doesn't have that he does not have that no and and that's gonna be a, a troubling thing um, one guy that that also could be uh, 
you know, talk, they, they could have his, his job on the line here. Jets head coach Robert Sala, on the, he, he spoke on his job security with the team. Uh, he said there's two types of coaches, those who have been fired and those who are about to get fired. <laughs> uh, what do you think the over-under is on Robert Sala uh, getting fired at the end of the year? Also, uh, and I, for the record, his name pronunciation, I hear Sala, I hear Sala, I hear Sally. I, I've, I've heard everything. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's fucking name anymore. I think it's Sala. I, I think, think it's Sala. But, but, uh, well, he, point is, you know, first of all, I think that over under is probably plus 200. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, no, no, I, I take that back. Minus 200. Yeah. You know, more often than that, I mean, would you think that the, no, nobody could have predicted that Aaron Rodgers would have blown out his uh, Achilles three plays into the season. Right. Nobody would have predicted that. <laughs> I did. Well, I know the injury, but I, I well, said at the beginning that they were. He was going to get, well, he was going to get bum rushed. Yeah, he got bum rushed. All right. Yep. And, and speaking of quarterback issues for the Jets, uh, Zach Wilson is ruled out versus the Commanders this week due to a concussion. Oof. Trevor Simeon is set to draw the start again. Oh. So we got that coming. Oh, boy. Feel bad for Sauce Gardner and the defense, uh, DJ Reed and all those guys. And yeah. because, man, they are getting zero support. From yeah. the offense. Yeah, there's no complimentary None. football going on here at all. None. And it, it showed last week, you know, uh, against the Dolphins when the Dolphins smoked him. Speaking of the Dolphins. I think Salah is safe, though. Yeah, I think he's safe for one more year at least. Um, speaking of the Dolphins, though, Tyreek Hills listed as questionable to play versus the Cowboys due to an ankle injury. Uh, the video showed up uh, this past week, well, actually just yesterday, of Tyreek a little hobbled. Yeah. A little hobbled. Um, I, I don't know that. I the, would still put him on the bench. Uh, well, you know, here's the thing. I, I think that they're going to to probably see if he can get out there and start. They they know um, they know that they that Tyreek wants to get back out there, mm-hmm. and and he was running. Uh, he was a little limited, but he was still running. He was still doing his thing. I you could see him walking a little bit, just a little gingerly. It wasn't terrible. There wasn't a horrible limp or anything, but it was a little bit there. So yeah. We'll see if he's if he gets put out there. We'll see what McDonald does. We don't know, but it's going to get a little interesting. Very. I think the whole two thousand yards thing. I think it it took on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And if the Dolphins are smart, they won't force him back onto the field. You know, unlike they did with uh, Tua with the concussions right. last year. Right. Right. There can be some blowback for that, but brother, you know, this is. I know you have an individual goal. Yep, but this is a team sport. Yeah, exactly. And we and if you're not going to be 100 percent out there, I don't know if I put you out there. Yeah, I, I don't know that. And and that's a one thing I think the Dolphins are a little cautious, given the the um, the history when it comes yeah. to Tua Tagovailoa and and what is going on with Tua. But I also think that the the Dolphins are a little um, uh, the Dolphins are a little. Uh, uh, I, I guess they're cautious because they want to want to get ready for their playoff playoff push. On yeah. top of it, yeah. they they've sort of stuck it in Tyreek's hands and said we're going to let him decide whether or not he's on the field. We'll see. You know, we'll see if he's out that's, there. That's dumb because according to him, oh yeah, he's definitely going to yeah. go out. There. He's like, I'll be there. But, you, know? you know, but why would you? <laughs> right, right. So, so that's to the, break Calvin Johnson's record. Tyreek Hill would need to uh, would need to average 141 receiving yards per game for the next three games. Yeah, and if he goes out there, let's say he blows up for another 200-yard game, which we've seen already yeah. out of him, uh, you know, we be having a different conversation come next week. We don't know. Good. Magic uh, numbers, 1965. Yeah. If if he's not out there, or if he's if he's not healthy, I don't think they should put him out there if he's not ready. Nope. But we'll, 
we'll see what the the Dolphins do with them um, moving forward. I I have an agreement with you. I don't. I wouldn't put him out there. But hey, no. whatever. Um, one guy that's not going to be out there is uh, Ravens rookie running back Keaton Mitchell. He suffered a torn ACL versus oh, the Jets. No. Out for the year. No, no, no. <laughs> out for oh, the year. I mean, it, it was it was nasty enough watching the, his leg bend backwards. You know, and and getting sitting on the ground, but I'm like, huh, no, not good news. Not good news at all. It it was uh, painful to watch. Painful oh, to watch. Well, well, you seem abnormally upset about this. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> he was explosive when he got on the field. He yeah, man. And that's I, I love Keith Mitchell, brother. He I knew, man. He was very so good coming out of East Carolina. Had the juice, had some oomph, man. Yep. And, and, and the Baltimore had a brand with him earlier in the season. I think they, you know, ah, man. Now, I, I personally, I thought that he should have been running back one. I was surprised that they, they didn't give him that running back one spot after about week three, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of hype about him was happening. There was like this hype train that showed up yeah. out of nowhere about Keaton yeah. Mitchell. And then, and then, you know, they, they didn't use him as much as they should have. And I, I just, I believe that Kate Keith Mitchell should have been getting 20 carries a game. Absolutely. You know, and so man, it's it, 20 touches at least. Right. Yeah. Right. And it sucks. And what is it about being a running back in Baltimore? Well, torn ACLs uh, and Achilles galore. What's it, what, what is it about being a running back in this league period? I mean, well, well, you he, had, at, he had driven into the ground, man. But look at Baltimore in general. Yeah. Jake. Yeah. Got, goes down yeah. uh, Gus Edwards has Gus torn Edwards. his ACL yeah you know Justice Hill's gotten hurt in the past yeah. he's torn his ACL if I'm not mistaken you've, you've had Keaton Mitchell tears his ACL not. I mean like there, there are a lot of lower body injuries for running Man. backs in Baltimore uh, you better hope you better hope Lamar Jackson's not next on the list Ugh. just it's like man what is, what is going on speaking of running back in injuries Colts running back Jonathan Taylor is set to return versus the Falcons after sitting out with a thumb injury so Jonathan Taylor will be back on the field. Uh, look, I love Jonathan Taylor. I think when he got drafted, I said he was going to be the best running back out of that draft class, and he has been. Um, I'm a big fan of Jonathan Taylor. I think he's mm-hmm. – he, he, I, I just – I liked him out of the University of Wisconsin. You like that? Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, he, he was awesome. I was surprised to see that he wasn't the first running back off the board in that draft. I couldn't believe that it was Clyde well, Edwards-Hilaire. You know, right, but, because, well, because – Jonathan Taylor was never utilized in the passing game right. at Wisconsin. Right? right. Because they didn't throw their running backs all that much. Anyway, they didn't throw the ball a lot, period. Right. But especially to the running backs. But I think he's a capable uh, pass catcher. Right. He just hadn't been, you know, utilized in that fashion coming into the draft. But uh, I do like it. But what I don't like is the thumb injuries to my running backs. Right. So well, good luck coming back from a thumb injury. We'll we'll see we'll see on on that. Um, yeah, I I, I think he's going to come back just fine. I you know Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss is no longer in the picture right now. So uh, yeah. this is this is Jonathan Taylor's team, right? Yeah, and and I think that's that's how they should roll. Um, next up, we've got uh, head injuries galore. Uh, you know, in, and uh, we've already talked about it a little bit. Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud has been ruled out versus the Browns due to that concussion. This is the second straight week he's missed. Case Keenum is to get the start, so uh, yeah, it's it sucks. I, really I you know, for CJ Stroud. I really for the kids. yeah, I really want uh, you know Stroud to me. He's still the best quarterback to come out of this draft class. He's Absolutely. been he's been special all year, um, and and he showed that that he is a game changer yes. and he is a true leader. 
Quarterback, and, he's a team elevator. Yeah, absolutely. He elevates everybody around him. I I don't think that Tank Dell, even though he was great early on this year, I don't know that Tank Dell would have had the same numbers that he had if there was another quarterback on the field. I thought Tank right. Dell was a huge benefactor of the play of C.J. Stroud, yes. and, and it really showed. C.J. Stroud, I, I love love the guy. And and even though he comes out of the Ohio State University, uh-huh. um, I'm still a fan. I'm yeah. still a fan. I liked him. I liked him as a quarterback in college, man. He's just a monster. So mm-hmm. uh, was that going on? Also, Trevor Lawrence is listed as questionable to play versus the Bucks due to a concussion. Uh, they, they took him out. He wasn't even at the facility practicing uh, the other day. Yeah, he, he I don't was, believe so. Yeah, they've had him out. He is yeah. just not even spotted. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what's going on with old Trevor Lawrence. I don't you would, think he'll play. I don't and think if I'm Jacksonville, I wouldn't put him out. I wouldn't play him. I wouldn't either. I'd put C.J. Bathard out there and say, do yeah. your thing, right? Yeah. I mean, I understand. Try to weather the storm. Yep, that's that's kind of what you got to do in that situation. This week, um, just kind of glancing down, I'm, I'm looking to see uh, who the Jags have this week. Let me see. Okay. This week, I mean, Bathard might be able to get it done, but that Bucks team is hot. I don't know. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. On the road. Four o'clock game on the road. Oh boy! Well, technically, I mean, but the, means, they're yeah. both in Florida, yeah. So it's a drive down the road. Yeah, it's I mean, a drive down. They'll take the. <laughs> yeah. They're going yeah. up to the Panhandle. Oh, no, yeah. not the Panhandle. Yeah, we're we're going down to the the lower part of, yeah. of Florida. There, go down there. Yeah, the lower part of the sack. Yeah, yeah that's to the to the tow crack. Yeah, of Florida. yeah, that's that's a, a bus ride. Yeah, you know, so it, we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, and then also Geno Smith, though, is set to return for the first time in two weeks versus the Titans. He was dealing with a groin injury, so uh, we'll be ha- we'll be seeing Geno Smith back. Alex, I saw you added him on your fantasy team. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. You know what? I I th- you know ever since he had that wicked game against the Cowboys, all right, and he I mean he had the game of his life against the Cowboys, and I thought you know what I- I'm going to pick this kid up. You know, there's something about it that just makes me think, you know what, he could, especially, and then when he, and then he had the groin injury, so I had to put, you know, somebody else in, but I'm sitting here going, you know what, he and DK can hook it up, you know, he, he and DK have been very consistent together, you know, and, uh, and you see that, you know, let's just, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. It's a, it's the Tennessee Titans, right. you know? If, if 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 there was ever a game where he was gonna he was gonna come back from a groin injury and really put up some numbers, it's a, it's this game. Yeah, and and get ready for Geno Smith throwing the ball a lot to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and I know you have both them guys too. Get them double points, buddy. <laughs> I need all the help I can get. I don't want to get on that plaque. Man, you you don't think it's gonna be a big game for him? I don't know. I think it's gonna be a little bit. I think it's gonna be tougher than people think. Think so. I think so. Tough for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, if Derrick Henry gets the ball, sure. But I, I realize that Case Keenum had a rough go, but I, I, I do think that Geno Smith in the Seattle system, in Pete Carroll's system, is better than Case Keenum in the Miko Ryan system. Yeah. And and I think that there are better receivers in Seattle as well. Than currently over there, and Noah Brown had himself a good game. Yeah, but there are better receivers in Seattle right now yeah. than there are in Houston, and, and I think that's going to be a little bit of a change there. We'll see. 
<laughs> we'll see. Uh, also, uh, you know, speaking of, of receivers and head injuries and all that good stuff, uh, mm. the NFL has suspended safety Devontae Casey for a dirty hit on the Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman. Good. He led with the crown. It was a dirty hit. Good. Get out. Yeah, it was a dirty hit. Um, I am so... As much as I love the Steelers and their defense and the tough, hard-nosed play and aggressiveness, I, I, lo- I love all of that about the game. Yeah. That, 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 there's no place. I'm going to sound like an old man yelling at the club, whatever yeah. they there's, say. There's right? no place old in the game man, for that. There's no place in the game for that. Yeah. So and and he leads with the crown. He did. It was purposeful. I yeah. mean, it was purposeful. He And he, it wasn't even like leading with the crown, hit him, you know, like a, he came right. in from the side. Right. And, and what has Michael Pittman Jr. done to anybody right. to deserve something <laughs> right. like that? Right. Right. Like there are some receivers where when you, if you hit him dirty, I go, well, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but not Michael Pittman Jr. You're like, yeah, if you're gonna do it to Antonio Brown, I'm not gonna be mad. You know, you, know? you could see somebody. Yeah, yeah, maybe take a little yeah. liberties with this guy or that guy, but not Pittman. Yeah, and not and Pittman. it was it was a dirty hit. He hit him yeah. on the side of the head. Um, I I hated it. I absolutely yeah. hated it. It was not okay. No, and uh, yeah, we're gonna. It, it's just, ugh, it was disgusting. Uh, the NFL did reduce his his. Uh, uh, I guess because they suspended him for the rest of the season. The rest right? of the season, and they they reduced it a little bit, I guess, but because it was indefinitely, I think, for a minute there, and oh. I think they re, they reduced it to the, maybe just the rest of the season. Okay. But we'll we'll see. But yeah, the uh, um, Casey man gets gets suspended over that dirty hit, and it was it was nasty. And last yeah. but not least, Browns quarterback Joe Flacco says he wants to play in twenty twenty four. Has no intention of retiring. Wow! Uh, hey, if, if well. I'm, yeah, yeah. Go get that money. Yeah, go get Keep that money. Them checks, yeah. as Jalen Rhodes would say. Stay, stay with the Browns, man. Apparently, it's working out. Yeah, so it's, it's turned out pretty well. We'll see. Though. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's. You know, I think he'll play one more year. The Browns might maintain him. They you might, think they retain him? I probably they because look at look at who they've got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have. He paid all that money for Deshaun Watson. I bet you. But the oh, thing is, talk about buyer's remorse. Yeah, I know. I, I think yeah. I, in this situation, if I'm Joe Flacco. I, I'm taking a step back and mm-hmm. going. You know what? I could probably make some money somewhere. Probably. And and if if I'm Joe Flacco and and you go know be a, go be a backup somewhere. Yeah. Oh hell, he might be a starter somewhere. Starter. He could start somewhere. Imagine. I mean, what do they have in Atlanta for, right now? Let's say right yeah. for a team that needs or for a team that has a young quarterback that they're trying to groom along. Maybe that you know. Second round or second day QB that they're right. trying to groom, put Flacco in to to start the season off. And yep, you know, move along if you have to. But yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I mean, I could see him going to a place like Atlanta and being just fine. How about yeah. how about New Orleans? You know, I mean, I know they signed Carr, but he hadn't been anything special. No, I mean, it, it, there are landing spots. There are. So I mean, we we could see Joe Flacco. You you could see Joe Flacco have a a. Go to Arizona and be like the next Carson Palmer. I mean, who knows? You know, remember Carson Palmer went down yeah. to Arizona and had, had a couple a good career, career resurgence for he him, did. you know? So we'll see what goes on with old Flacco. But um, moving into our, those are, that's our news around the league. Moving into our picks, our predictions for uh, week 16. So far as it stands, uh, I am at 135, 89, and 0. Woo. Alex and Boots, 134, 90, and 0. So you guys Woo. are just a game behind me. You guys are tied right now. In that second place spot, Boots had a you fired back. You yeah. came 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 back from being ten down. Yeah, came back firing. I just yeah, golly, See? golly, just just like in- this has been a very interesting season. A lot of surprises, 
And it, it just it's just just been fun to see it materialize. Boots is the guy that gets better as the season goes on. That's that's yep. what he because the, in, in our fantasy league, he started 0 and 4 and then won 10 straight. And the guy wound up in second place. I, I'm in first, he's in second. We both got our bye weeks. Just yeah. craziness. The little engine neck. Nowhere. Chugging along. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus, crazy. But um, our week 16 predictions everybody took uh, the Rams for Thursday night football. That was a, a big yes for all of us. Um, Which it was closer than we anticipated, but, you know, Rams got it done. Yeah, Rams got it done. Matt Stafford and company looked really good in that game. Comfortable. Yeah, very good. Thursday night football, they played extremely well. Yeah, Derek Carr on the road. And it was it was 22-7, to 7, yeah. you know, when I got home late that night. So the Saints had a, had a garbage time resurgence, but Rams yeah. held on. Yeah, yep. the, game, the game was in hand yeah. for... That was this was a Fugazi comeback. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I, and I, I actually used the word Fugazi, by the way, in my everyday conversation when talking about different teams and whatnot. <laughs> it's been very, very entertaining. I, I used it and I had a bunch of people look at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh that's what we got going on. So now, folks, it's um we do have some games going on today. We're, or, well, a game going on today at 4.30 p.m. We're going to be uh, uh, jumping into that. So here's our predictions for Week 16 in the NFL, starting out with the Bengals and the Steelers. I'm going with the Bengals here. You know, the Steelers' defense has been good, especially in man coverage. But, guys, I got to tell you, I really like what Jake Browning's doing. I think that system over there with the Bengals is good, and that Steelers' offense is terrible. Give me the Bengals. Uh, I'll go ahead and, I'll go ahead and go next. Uh... I will take the Bengals as well, you know, uh, even without Jamar Chase, you know, a T Higgins and Tyler Boyd in the offense will have enough to get it done and the Steelers won't be able to catch up with them. Yeah, I, I don't think the Steelers offense has it. Boots. Man, this is tough for me. Uh, this is one of those spots where the Bengals, you think the Bengals are going to go in there. Yep. It's on the road. Steelers always play better at home. The defense always plays better at home. Oh, boy. Mike Tomlin circles the wagons and get the boys to play. <laughs> Give me the Steelers. Man. Okay. Yeah. It's a division game, too. So, you know, it, it, listen, they, got nothing, they got nothing to lose except, you know, they're, they're last in the division, but they still got a shot. They yeah. still got a shot. Still got a shot, yep. They're going to sell out to win the, this divisional game, bro. Yep. They need it. Yep. Give me the Steelers. And, uh, Mike Tom, man. Next up, Bills and the Chargers. This one, to me, also a no-brainer. Give me the Bills, man. I, You know, that Chargers defense is terrible. Um, you know, they, they got what Easton Stick out there. I, I mean, this this is a, a mess. That secondary is terrible. Joe Brady's got, got that uh, offense rolling. And you know what? I, I've got... Uh, Stefan Diggs going in this game. Give me Diggs for a big game. Give me the Bills. I say the Bills too, but uh, I say they continue their running ways. You know, they they uh, they augment from their last game against the Cowboys. They keep that running game going, and it's on the feet of James Cook uh, that that will that the Bills will go for. Yeah, give me yeah. Diggs will definitely have some production, but that running game, you know, Josh Allen and James Cook will get it done. Give me the bills. Yeah, 
this looks like a uh, you've got an outside linebackers coach, and I'm sorry I don't know his name, but now he's the head coach. Yep. Typically, teams rally for the new guy taking over, and you know, and and, and play hard for yeah, him. But for him, and they have. But they have not. Um, <laughs> I, I want to pick the Chargers just because I think you know they want to, you know, show some some something. At the end show of the some year. gusto. Yeah, some guts. But yeah, give me Buffalo. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's a no brainer. Uh, next up, Commanders and the Jets. Uh, someone's got to win. Uh, yep, somebody <laughs> has to win. That's a toughie. Uh, <sighs> Simeon's coming in for the Jets, so give me the Commanders in this one. I think they have a slight edge, and when I say slight, I mean slight. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to also go with the Commanders. Sam Howell is the better quarterback, obviously. But, you know, the Commanders' defense is practically non-existent because they sold all their parts. And you know, the Jets' defense, you know, like, like Boot said, the Jets' defense can only do so much. Yeah. You know, so the Commanders by, like, a field goal. It's, it's going to be tight. But I just, I think Sam Howell is going to get tight. Yeah, it's going to be tighter than the Frogs' butt cheeks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> go lower. I, I I I go low in this game, man. The, the better quarterback is on the, the uh, away team, but I'll take the better defense at home. Give me the Jets. Ooh, ballsy. Love. Mm. Um, let me see here. Next up, the Commanders. How do you say it, Alex? They're swirling the drain. Yeah, yeah. They're, circling they're, the drain. Yep. Drain. Yeah, yeah. both teams circling the drain. I'll take the better defense. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, next up, Lions and the Vikings. Now, mm-hmm. Alex, I, I need you to sing me a song here. <laughs> so, okay. <clears throat> Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rah, 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 go hard win the game. With honor you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion victory. For the first time since 1993, the Detroit Football Lions will clinch the NFC North Division with a victory over the Minnesota Vikings. It's not going to be as easy as we think it is because Nick Mullins can play. And you have J.J. and Jordan Anderson on the field, and Ty Chandler is a threat at running back. But at the end of the day, give me the Detroit Lions. Before we, we uh, continue on, i got to give you an applause. Uh, 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 excellent, 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 excellent rendition of it. It was, it was really good. Um, give me the Vikings, baby, all, all day. <laughs> Vikings are going to win this football game. You yep. right now. Nick Mullins is going to have the game of his life. Ty Chandler is going to have the game of his life. I'm going with the Vikings. I'm going with the better defense at home. Give me the Vikings. Yeah, that, that's a solid pick. That is a solid pick. I, I will. I will say. I will second that opinion. The better defense at home. We need it. Yep. But I, I, we almost need it more than a lot. I can see a scenario where we win here. <laughs> the Lions go on the road, take a dump, and lose in Dallas, and then come back home and beat us in, in Week 18. That's not gonna. That's not gonna be today. It, it, it give me the Vikings today. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, well, again, but yeah, yeah, Vikings, give me the Vikings. Yes. That's what I want. That's what I want. 
skull, baby. Yeah, skull, baby. That's what we want. It, it, it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, here's my thing about, about this game. I think Justin Jefferson is going to come back and finally look like Justin Jefferson. Yeah. He didn't look like Justin Jefferson last game. You know, but he had he had seven receptions, eighty yards. That's cool. But that it, it wasn't a Justin Jefferson game. That was Jordan Addison's game. Yeah. And and I really do think we're going to see Justin Jefferson be Justin Jefferson. And Nick Mullins, you know, I I don't expect three hundred plus yards out of him all the time. But this Lions secondary has been sus. Oh yeah. The last Very uh, sus. They've yeah. been straight fugazi for the last yeah. couple of weeks. And here we are. They're full of themselves. Yep. With that. Yeah. Dinner. Yeah, so they, good. They, they pumped themselves up with the yet that you're absolutely right. Division. That's another thing. To, that's another thing to factor in. You know, the, the emotional support coach is giving them the rah rah and patting them on the back. I mean, there is a sense of urgency in that locker room. There is a sense of urgency knowing this is the last slide. You got to finish the season, but you know, so this it screams trap game. Absolutely, but. Yeah. Screens trap game. I, I, I look. I, I see Ty. Ch- yeah, I see Ty Chandler doing what he's doing. I see Nick Mullins, uh, who looked damn good last game against a very game Cincinnati defense. Yeah, and and passing wise, from a passing perspective, the Lions defense and the Cincinnati defense so far are equals. Yeah, they are. They're, the Cincinnati sitting at 18th against the pass. Detroit sitting at 19th against the pass. You know, I mean, they, these guys are, they're neck and neck. I i see a game right now where this is going, I, I see one path. I see one path. And maybe I'm wrong. I, I probably am. But I, I see one path. I see week 17. And I and I look at that on the slate. And I see Detroit getting ready to go into a three-game matchup. Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. Yeah. And I see week 17 on the horizon. And I see these two teams duking it out for the divisional title. Oh, week 17 or week 18. And that's where I see it going. If, and if, I swear, if the Vikings win this game, I could see Dallas spanking around the Lions yep. and then going to week 17, Vikings-Lions through the division. And at that point, I wouldn't even care if the Vikings won. I wanted to win, but I wouldn't even care that much. Just seeing that matchup in week 17 or week 18. Week 18. Week 18. Dude, I everything I, all, all with everything. I'd have line, to change my pants. Everything is <laughs> on the line. This, this is setting up for Vikings to win tomorrow. Lions lose in Dallas, mm-hmm. and then come back home and beat the Vikings to take the title. Yeah, that's how I see it. That's playing. that's how I see it playing out. I, I really do. The Lions making the adjustments uh, in this game, you know, yeah. and the Vikings. This is the first time they're going to see Nick Mullins, you know, live yep. action. Yep. The first time, and it's going to be an adjustment period. And, and I'll take it one further. There's going to be a game-winning touchdown pass in this game. Ooh. Hi, Nick Mullins. To TJ Hawkins. To TJ Hawkins. All right. Let's go. That's a solid pick, too. Either him or JJ. I wouldn't even go as far as Jordan Addison might get that game winner. I, I would love to see TJ Hawkins in. I would love to see TJ. It's, it's got to be. You can't well, I'm sure it. you would, yeah. Yeah, right. You can't book this, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's going to be TJ Hawkins be TJ. catching the game. It's got to be. It's got to be. I would, I would lose my shit. Either a game-winning touchdown pass or the conversion to, to get, get the, the game-winning field goal. Yep, yep. Get the win. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I can see it happening. I totally see it happening. 
So, uh, yeah, that, that'll be a fun one. Uh, next up, Browns and Texans. Uh, this is a tough Browns defense. The Texans running in there with Case Keenum. Give me the Browns. Give me the Browns. I think Flacco is going to have this one under control. The Miracle Man isn't going to be able to stop that Browns defense. Give me the Brownies. Mm, you know, not so fast, my friend. You know, so, now I'll tell you what, Joe Flacco threw three picks last week. Yeah. Now, is he going to throw three picks this week? Probably not. And is Case Keenum the guy in, in Houston? Probably not, but they're at home. You know, they're at home, they're in a dome, and De- and D'Amico Ryans, I swear, took a team that had no C.J. Stroud, no Tank Dell, no Will Anderson, and, and got them to win over the Titans in overtime. That said, this isn't the Titans. Right. But I'm still going to go with the Texans to try to take the lead in the Pickums. Ooh, buddy. Yeah, both teams lead it. Uh, both teams won in overtime. Yep. Cleveland had a more spectacular win. Yep. And I think they are in a spot where they are a little bit over full. Yes. And I think Houston playing at home. Oh. Their defense, underrated defense. Case Keenum, you got two veteran quarterbacks. Yep. Two vets. Two who know and this is the game manager. This right. is a game manager Super Bowl. It right? is it is. <laughs> Give me Houston. Ooh man. Everybody going against me today. I love the Brown. This is this is the, the Flacco game that 140, a touchdown, and three picks <laughs> instead of three touchdowns right. in 300 yards. This right. is the yeah. game where you go, oh, no. There he is. There he is. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, the, there's the Joe Flacco we've grown to know and loathe. It could be. could be one of those things. Just a bad spot, bad emotional spot because they had to come back victory in overtime. Yeah, now you now you got to go on the road, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, having an empty stadium matchup, you're going to see the Packers and the Panthers. Uh, you know, they're probably going to get blacked out. Uh, you know, not a lot going on down there in Carolina. Um, it's going to be in Carolina. The Packers are just going to kick the ever loving shit out of these guys. It's not even a question. Give me the uh, the Packers. Packers. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You got to Jordan Love has not. He's gone up and down all season. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yep. Now you're asking him after going 0 for 2. Prime time against the Giants. Lay the egg. At home against Tampa. Laid another egg. Now it's time to eat this omelet. <laughs> Give me Carolina. <laughs> okay. I mean, in your defense, you know Carolina's defense has not been bad. Yeah. So if any if anybody's going to step up to the plate, it's those guys. So that it it's possible, but balls mm. in the wheelbarrow there for uh, yep. Boots. I Carolina. that is a ballsy call. Man, back to back win. Oof. I mean, I need yeah. lead in the pickums, but at the same time, what has Jordan Love shown me in the past two weeks, especially with a tough 
secondary he's gonna have to go against. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. Yep. I don't yep. know. I, 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 I see. I feel it. Jeremy Chin is back on the field, so we'll see. Uh, next up, Seahawks and the Titans. Look, I, I think the Titans are a disaster right now. Um, the Seahawks are, are still fighting. There's Not to mention, sorry, but the Packers. Jaden Reed injured. Uh, Christian Watson injury. In and out. He's the, playing the hokey pokey. Yeah, the A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones will be there. Aaron Jones. He'll He's be healthy. There, but He's healthy. No injury designation this week. We'll see. Yeah. A lot of questions. Yeah. A lot of questions. Um, Seahawks and Titans, you know, it, look, Titans are, are out. They're eliminated from playoff contention. Derrick Henry's upset. Uh, Seahawks are, are fighting. They're, they're swinging. And Geno Smith comes back onto the field. This Titans defense has been very susceptible to the pass. You know what? Give me the Seahawks. Seahawks. Not so fast. Oh. Oh. Corso coming in with a steel chair. <laughs> so listen, let me tell you something. You've got Seattle, once again, West Coast, East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yep. When we've seen this from Seattle, what have they got this season? The late neck. Exactly. Yep, yep. So let's eat this omelet. Let's go, Tennessee. Ooh. We playing for pride. <laughs> we are playing for pride in Tennessee. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Look for Tajay Spears to go ham. Let's yeah, go. He, you know, he's going ham mm. a couple times this year. We ham, it. ham and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds really good right about now. <laughs> uh, now, I, now I could go for some breakfast. Uh, next up, Colts and the Falcons. Uh, look, Colts are the away team, but, man, that Falcons team is just rough. Um, I think the Colts are the hot team right now. They have the hot hand. Give me the Colts and that Colts defense. I know the Falcons' pass defense has been really good, but their run defense kind of leaves me a little bit to desire. Give me Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. Yeah. You know, somehow, someway, Arthur Smith is going to wake up and he's going to realize that he has B. John Robinson, one of the best running backs in the draft, and he has Drake London, and he has Kyle Pitts. Somehow, someway, he pulls his head out of his ass, and, you know, I, I, you know I'm doing this to be contra- Mary contrary here, but I'm going with the Falcons. They're at home, and I'm just hoping that Arthur Smith looks over the tape and goes, oh, I need to use Bijan more. Yeah, so, that's the hope. Yeah, <laughs> that's the hope. So that that's the hope I'm riding on. So go ahead and give me the Falcons, although you're, you're, you do present some solid arguments for the yeah. Colts. I'm not smoking the hope here. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a good one. No, 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 no. Here's what we're doing. We are riding these this this Colts team because you they're leading the league in takeaways. They're averaging a takeaway per game, and now you're telling me I get to play against Ty- Taylor Heineke. Nothing against Taylor Heineke, right? He's better than Desmond Ritter, but he's Taylor Heineke, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. He's he's known to turn the ball over but every I, once in a while. But I do think he's better than Desmond Ritter. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. But he's still going to turn the ball over. And the Colts' defense is playing better than expected. Yep. You've got a non-functional Atlanta offense. It is it, it's we it's inconsistent. It's I'll, fair. I'll be yeah. That's it's fair. A very inconsistent Atlanta it's, offense. It's one-dimensional. One-dimensional. Yep. And inconsistent. Give me the Colts. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where, where I'm going as well. I, I, I just it's easy to identify when you take on the Falcons. 
it's yeah. easy to identify what the problem is going to be or, or how to handle it. Mm-hmm. You look at, you take one look at that Falcons offense and you go, I just need to stop the run. That's yeah. it. I need to force the quarterback to throw the football. Yeah. And there have been a couple of games this year where, where Drake London has just gone off and just, yeah. you know, looked like king shit of the universe. Yeah. But most of most those times, teams, you, you don't have the quarterback that can effectively deliver him the football. And he struggles. And and that, that's been the, the big problem with, with the Falcons. They said, eh, quarterback, who needs that? Throw Desmond Ritter right. in there. Third round. Yeah, and and everybody said, you should have saw last year when they did that. Mm-hmm. It was a mess. Yeah. It was a mess. They should have played him earlier in the year. Right. They played him late. He looked okay, but there was times where he just looked ridiculous and bad. Right, and this season he's looked more bad than good. Yeah, and last year wasn't it? I, it was Mariota that started for them, yeah, right? Mariota yeah. started for the bulk of the year. Yeah, so I mean yeah. it's just a mess. Um, next up, organization ja- with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, Jags and Bucks. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence not out there. Bucks are uh, kind of hot right now. You know, you got Baker Mayfield fighting for his divisional life and his playoff life. Mm-hmm. Give me the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where we're going to kind of this is this could be where we start to see the wheels fall off of the wagon for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you know, with the Texans getting the win over the Browns and the Colts possibly getting the win over the Falcons, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars have an have an opportunity to slip up and and let the AFC South slip through their fingers and Tampa Bay conversely you know, it's like you know what? It's not cutting time. Yeah. Let's let's keep let's keep waving some of that Baker Mayfield magic. I mean, it's going to be close. If Trevor Lawrence gets the fe- it gets on the field, it's a different story. But my pick is based on the fact that he does not pass concussion protocol, and that it's too close to the end of the season to try anything risky. Give me the Buccaneers. Yeah, I don't I don't trust CJ Beathard if he winds up coming out there. CJ Beathard from that's a good question. Iowa. Is he from I Iowa? Yeah. You know, you know how the quarterbacks play in Iowa. Give me Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, oh, next, next up, Cowboys and Dolphins. This could be fun. Uh, the Dolphins have a really powerful offense. Defense, a little up and down. Uh, since Jalen Ramsey's come back, it's been way better. Um, yeah. Cowboys love to throw the football. Man, this this is actually, believe it or not, a little bit of a toughie. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins here. I think they have a slight edge. Uh, it, it's just the offense for me. It's it's a lot of Raheem Mostert. It's a lot of Devin A. Shane. If 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 he gets going, buddy, buddy, it's going to get ugly. And, and and that's the sticking point. If the Dolphins can run the football against the Dallas Cowboys, like we've said, if the run defense is the weak link here. If you can run on the Dallas Cowboys, if you can run the football, you'll be able to win the game. That said, Dak Prescott and the boys brush their shoulders off. It's going to be close, but somehow Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys defense finds a way to stifle Tua. You know, I'm gonna I'm picking the Cowboys. It's going to be close, but I'm yes. picking the Cowboys. One thing that I want to point out about that that game that we saw last week. Time of possession, 35 minutes for the Buffalo Bills, 24 minutes for the Dallas Cowboys. That's a huge difference. Huge Mm -hmm. difference in time of possession. And it really, you know, 
and, and you had a ton of sacks too for you had three sacks for Dak there. I mean, the total yardage difference. I mean, it they handled everything mightily. 266 yards on the ground for the Buffalo Bills in that game. Time of possession is the key there. Yeah, you got to keep the ball out of Dak Prescott's hands. You got to keep the ball and keep him away from those big plays because CD Lamb is going to do what CD Lamb does. So. Yes. Yeah, this is the type of matchup, again, where you hate to see Dak Prescott. Right. On the road. Yeah. Every, everything on you. Mm-hmm. Go get it. Go yep. win it. Uh-uh. He doesn't have it. Give me the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> and somewhere, somehow, Aaron Rodgers is healing. <laughs> Oh, the animal noises on this show. <laughs> <laughs> He's gotten out of control. <laughs> you look at you look you look at the cowboys. <laughs> Pressure on the quarterback. Tua gets the ball out quickly. Accurate pass game. <laughs> Ray must start. Devin H. Getting work. <laughs> Give me dog. Unbelievable. Un- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the animal noises on this show have gotten out of control. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, Jesus, you're killing me with this shit. Uh, next up, Cardinals and the Bears. Uh, you know, look, I, Kyler Murray, I, I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if he's healthy. I don't know what, what in the hell is going on with him. Uh, defense I guess been- the better question is who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who gives a shit? This this is basically which team sucks worse. And uh, uh, Scott, I don't know if you want to take the lead on this. Someone's got to win. I'll take take the Bears. You know, the Bears defense at home. Um, And you know what? Boston Fields, he'll have enough here to to beat a, a questionable Cardinals team. Give me the Bears. I agree. You know, at this point, it's like, yeah, which team sucks worse? Well, the Cardinals suck worse simply because, you know, their they're, they're team's an injury ward. Kyler Murray's a questionable, you know, and especially since they trotted him out on the field when they shouldn't have. So, and you know, go ahead and give me the Bears. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this Speaking of the Cardinals, I didn't get on... Uh, talk about him earlier, but Trey McBride. Great the tight end spot. Yeah. Man, man, he has been a, as they said, a revelation. Yeah, yeah. At the tight end, at the tight end spot. Ooh, a revelation. Back, right? So Trey McBride and Kyler Murray, they are simpatico. They, they have a great relationship on the field. Uh, but Kyler Murray has been known to throw to the tight end a lot. Yeah. Uh, I could see him doing that again against the Bears because uh, uh, there's no receivers to speak of in Arizona. No, not really. At, I mean, uh, Hollywood Brown's been playing a hokey pokey on and off the field. Yeah, Michael Wilson. I love Michael Wilson, but he's he's been injured. That was kind of the story on him coming into the, into right. the season. He had some flashes and some moments, but uh, it hadn't worked out this season. So with that, all that being said, you know, give me the Bears. Yeah, the Bears. The Bears. Yeah, uh, Bears. Justin Fields should go crazy. Yeah, should. He ne- should. Next up, the Patriots and the Broncos. Yeah. 
Uh, what a gross matchup. Uh, Oof, this, like a turd sandwich or a douche canoe. Yeah, this this one's going to be ugly. Look, I, I Bailey Zappi has these weird moments where he's like mm. the most accurate fucking quarterback I've ever seen in my life. And then he has these weird moments where he can't complete a fucking pass. Like, like, that's how he was at Western Kentucky. Yeah, he's just so streaky. Yeah, and you just don't know. Like, like I watched him a few a few moments last like a, week against like the Chiefs. A pair of tidy whiteies. Yeah, like against the Chiefs, it looked like he was. I'm like, wow, he's throwing the ball well. Look at him go. And then like the wheels just came off. It's like halftime happened, and it was just nothing. Yeah. Um. You know what? I I think this is uh, this is going to be Broncos all day. I, I I don't like the Broncos defense, but at the same time, the Patriots offense is just garbage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Broncos. Uh, you know. Yeah. The the Broncos defense will have a little bit of, you know, they'll have a little bit of reprieve, and you know, they're probably stinging after getting spanked by the Lions last Saturday. So yeah, let's let's have the Broncos, you know, take care of business against New England here. Uh, Russ, you know, Russ may cook. You know, I, I think we're gonna get something halfway decent from Russell Wilson, but at the same time. It, like I said, this is, this game's going to be bowling shoe ugly, based on the statistics. But give me the Broncos. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see it. Uh, this is a bad spot for the Patriots. Great spot for the Broncos coming off of a loss, playing at home. Now the Patriots have to come in. You know, uh, East Coast, West Coast, mile I mean, high. Late came right, mile high, cold, probably snowing. It's not not like they're not used to that, but. Uh, I'll take the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, I, I'm with you there. I, I just think the Broncos have this thing locked up, you know, and by a hair. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, too, too yeah. bad, too bad. Team. Someone's got to win. Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the analogy uh, you use, Alex? The toothless? oh yeah, the 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 dead zebra getting gummed to death by a toothless lion. Yeah, the Broncos are the toothless lion. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Especially since they played the lions, they got their teeth knocked out. <laughs> Next up, we've got uh, Raiders and the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I, the Raiders are so bad, and the Chiefs are mm. so. Give me the Chiefs. That's a very. It's, 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 it's that's Arrowhead. All it I mean, it's very. It's that simple. That simple. It's Arrowhead. It's at home. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Rashid Rice. Give me the Chiefs. Huge. Also, the return of Isaiah Pacheco. Also, the True. return of Isaiah Pacheco. You're mm-hmm. looking at the, the Raiders, who are full of themselves after thumping the Chargers. A bad Chargers, though, right? Thumping. A horrible Chargers team that just lost their head coach. Putting yeah. up big-time numbers, the best numbers you've seen out of the Raiders in forever, right? <laughs> All-time type of numbers. And now, here's your reward. Yep. Go on the road. Two Arrowhead and play Mahomes the second and the Chiefs. Get out of here. Give me, <laughs> give me the Chiefs. Merry Christmas. Here's your call. There you go. Next up, uh, Giants and the Eagles. Uh, look, I this is going to be a beating. Tommy DeVito is going to get brought back down to earth. He's going to get buried under the earth. Uh, in the words of Boots, we fly. Yeah, it's at this point it's like it's a divisional game. So you'll you expect it to be somewhat competitive, but at the same time, it's Tommy DeVito, Saquon Barkley, and a cast of characters we don't know who they are. 
And Jalen Hurts, you know, is hurting after that loss, you know, to, um, God, who they even play last week? The Seahawks? Yeah. yeah. Give me the Eagles. Again, a classic spot where it's a get right game. It's a get right game because the Giants already last week, after being looking great on Monday night, they come back down to earth against the Saints on the road. Yeah, now here they are back to back road games, and you have to go to Philly. And Philly is looking like okay, it's time to get back to where we need to be. Yeah, they're bad because. They have to have this game, mm-hmm. right, in in the standings because you're probably looking at uh, Philly Week 18, probably looking to try to sew up the division against the command. And, and right now, the, the and right now the Cowboys they've got yeah. the lead in that division. Yeah. Cowboys are ranked one right, now. right. So the Eagles need it. So give me Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. He'll be 100 percent hopefully, and if not, they'll still win because Tommy DeVito's not that dude. We fly. And last but last but not least, the last game on Christmas, the Raver the Ravers. Yeah, now but uh, they may very well be (laughs) the Ravens and the 49ers, a potential Super Bowl matchup, mind you. And lest we forget, the two best teams in the NFL record wise. I think this game is going to be the best game of the regular season these two guys and these two teams they're just two of the best head coaches in football yep they are two of the most well-equipped teams in football well-run organizations very well-run organizations this is not an organizational thing okay no Uh, two of the best GMs in football um I mean, two of the best. You know, I'm not. You got one who's one of the best quarterbacks in football taking on argue, and is two of the best defenses in football. I mean, it's the run games are comparable. I would say Niners have the edge on the run. I'm going with the Niners, but but it's it. You know, this one's a kind of a crapshoot. You don't know. John Harbaugh is a wily head coach. Yes. Yes. Wily. And he'll go out there and do some things. And the moment you realized, the moment I realized that John Harbaugh was such a wily head coach was in the Super Bowl a few years ago when he took on the 49ers and and he's he's got his guy lined up in the back of the end zone um, to, to punt the ball away. And instead of punting the ball away, he had him grab it and tuck it down and just stand there in the back of the end zone and just burn that clock as much as humanly possible, right? And and when he did that, you realized that John Harbaugh just there's something else about him. Yeah, it's it is a he is so uh, um, he thinks so critically. Yeah, and 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 it's just it, it's strategic and smart. Just master. Yeah, he really is. He really is. But I, I just this one's sort of a crapshoot in the situation. Me the Niners because of the explosive playmakers. But man, I gotta tell you, it's gonna be this is gonna be tight. This is gonna come down. This is like game of the year shit right here. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And and like you said, Alex, this is kind of looking like this might be a Super Bowl matchup. Who knows? You never know how the nice. playoffs shake out. You never know who's gonna get hot when. But this, on paper, if you told me these two teams are going to the Super Bowl, I would not be surprised one bit. Nope. I would. 
Yeah, especially after we've seen what we've seen throughout the season. And yeah. this is a road game for the Ravens. But I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull the Lee Corso card. Not so fast, my friend. Because here's why: uh, you got Lamar Jackson, who is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. And yeah. what have I said? Through, what did I say earlier in the show? The weak link in that chain in San Francisco is Brock Purdy. If you get Brock Purdy in a situation where he cannot manage the game. The Ravens will have the edge. If you get Brock Purdy in a position where he can manage the game, it's 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 going to be tight. Give me the Ravens because their defense will somehow overwhelm the 49ers offensive line and cause Brock Purdy to make mistakes. Boots. All right. It's all on me now. Mm-hmm. All right. And by the way, this game taking place on Christmas, this is like a this is a present in itself. Yeah, that yep. game Christmas present. I mean, look, look real quick, what is the NFL trying to take Christmas away? <laughs> <laughs> family, open up gifts, run with the trains, and and, and, and do stuff. I'm gonna be with my family. I'm gonna be watching football. See, but I'm gonna be with my family. Mm. <laughs> I'll it's tell you what, I got. Night. I can see Monday. I can see you that night. Yeah, let me tell you, I, I got a I got a one year old son yeah. that loves to sit with his dad and watch football. Well, that's that, that, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I feel differently I, I, as I <laughs> as I've grown in age. I'm starting to feel differently about. It's tough days. getting old. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With all that being said, okay, I love the analysis from you guys, but this is one of those games. Nut cutting time where I need to see some from Lamar, and I haven't seen anything from Lamar up when it comes time to when you need it. Yep. This is the type of game that you need on the road, prime time. Yep, give me the 49ers. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Better defense playing at home. I don't believe in that. I love Lamar. Let's just get that straight. I love his game, I love how he plays, but I've seen some bad games. Some what are you doing plays from yep. Lamar? I've seen some games where where they needed it yep. from him, and he hadn't come through yep. until I see it. Yep. And last week against the Jags, let's point out, when Lamar had a lot of pressure on him, yeah. he ran that ball 12 times for 90-plus yards, yeah. and, and they were able to apply pressure. Trayvon Walker able to apply yeah. pressure. It, it It's one of those things where if there's anybody that's going to be able to apply pressure, it's the Niners. Thank you. Look at that D-line. Yep. yep. Since they've gotten – since they've acquired uh, – uh, Chase Young. Chase Young. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But so. it's been a, it, it completely changed. And, and it's crazy that I feel like they're going to be able to collapse that line. Yeah. But also, the Niners, their secondary is good. It's they good. good secondary. I'm not going to say it's great. It's but not. It's good. But here's the thing the, the, the Ravens don't have the receiving core to exploit that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's going to require Zay Flowers to play yeah. the game of his life. And, and I don't know that re- he's. Right, and it's going to require a lot more from Lamar, which, again, I haven't seen yet. So, right. So, give me the 49. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, a lot of people are going to point to Isaiah Likely. Let's yeah. let's remember that Niners front seven and those yeah. linebackers that are going to be lining up against Isaiah Likely yeah. and guarding Isaiah Likely. Yeah. Werner, Man. Green, Werner, Greenlaw, come on. That's going to be a war. Yes. It's going to be an all-out oh, war. Yeah. And it'll be a great game. Great game to watch. Yeah. So. And, and with that, that's our predictions for Week 16. Um, for yeah, for some of us. <clears throat> and uh, folks, uh, before we get out of here, let's talk about 
books. Let's talk about I Eat Cookies Out of the Trash, Tammy Pruitt. Uh, Boots, man. Awesome oh, read. Yeah, it is. It is. It is Christmas, the holiday season. Go ahead and get yourself or your loved one I Eat Cookies Out of the Trash. It is available on Amazon. It's available on uh, Apple, uh, barnesandnoble.com. Look up. I ate cookies out of the trash. You can't just walk into a store and buy. Who walks into a store nowadays? And you know what? I walked into a store the other day to buy some stuff for Christmas. Who does that anymore? Right? But I did it because I'm still old school. <laughs> well, I, I did buy stocking stuffers See? in the store. Exactly. I I'm did. old school. I actually went to the store. And in line, you can hear some of the weirdest conversations. I know. My gosh. <laughs> Real quick, I heard, I heard a, g- a girl tell her friend, that her dad let her stay home from school if she went to go pick up her mom from work and drop off her little sister at school. That is why we are ruining the youth of America <laughs> because you parents are letting your children stay at home for no reason. Merry Christmas. <laughs> but if you're going to stay at home for no reason, read I Ate Cookies Out of the Trash. Yeah, at least a wonderful book. It reads like a conversation. Yeah, at least read a good book. Read a great book. Educate yourself. That's right. That's Educate yourself. Educate yourself. Fitness on, on, on life, love, emotions. I eat cookies out of the trash. Wonderful a- book. Absolutely. Uh, also, Face Kicked Apparel. Let's talk about Sean Stockmeyer, his wonderful wife, Lisa. They do tremendous work over there. Outstanding work. They've got the, uh, the best hats, hoodies, T-shirts, pants. You name it, you pick it. They stick it over mm-hmm. at facekickedapparel.com and boots, as usual. Get your face kicked in with savings. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about uh, uh, our streaming channels here. Steel Twins Gaming, baby. Doing work. Doing work. Yep. I'm enjoying uh, it. Yep. Juice. Yeah. Yep. We got the juice for sure. So uh, we, we're putting the voice acting on the shelf up until we get back from the Jericho cruise in January, but we will still have content for you every single Wednesday night. I think uh, we, we really struck a chord with our Mario party streams. The other, these last two weeks, <laughs> Mario party was the most fun. I had so much fun watching it. I was sitting there and dude, I got to tell you, that was one of the most fun streams that I've had to watch. It was, yep. you get to see the bullshit with the computer, you know, pulling off the late, the late run. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me, Joker, all that stuff. And, you know, so, and, you know, I might be bringing back Wednesday night fights as well. You know, I've been, I've got my eyes on that new mortal Kombat game. You know, I might break that out, but, uh, <laughs> but, yep, but, but January 25th or uh, January 31st, that's a, uh, it will be, we'll be home from the cruise uh, January 31st, we will bring back voice acting with a bang. Uh, the Apollo Justice Trilogy is right around the corner. We are really excited to present that project. Ace Attorney, so, baby. Ace yeah. Attorney, baby. And, yeah. and and we have to we give a shout out to our boy Ray Collins Jr. for suggesting that in the first place. <laughs> Best decision we ever made for, you know, it's made for some memorable moments. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I uh, want to give a shout out to uh, Big Willie Dubs Gaming. Well, the artist formerly known as Big Willie Dubs Gaming, Ooh. now known as No Shot Bot TV. No Shot Bot, baby. Check him out uh, on his, uh, I believe he's on Twitch. He's on uh, uh, the old TikTok there. No Shot Bot TV. He's the doing tic-tacs. The Tic Tacs. He's doing a lot of fun stuff over there. I, I want to go back and uh, part of me wants to go back, but part of me doesn't want to be eating nasty jelly beans again. Mm-hmm. I don't want to <laughs> run this to that. I look, I love pears, okay? Mm. And I got really excited about that juicy pear. 
And then I wound up eating a nasty booger beer. <laughs> bean, and I don't want that. Yeah. So, I, you know, I want to go back over, but I'm not sure if it's a good idea. Right. <laughs> but it's a very entertaining channel. I, I think just, folks have... I just think my booger's under your desk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I, I do think <laughs> what an asshole. But uh, the uh, I think folks should really check out uh, No Shot Bot. It's awesome stuff. Very fun to watch. Uh, entertaining, informative. It's fun. Check it out. No Shot Bot TV. Also want to give a shout out to Patch Miracle Photography, Andy, and his wonderful wife Chantel doing hey. excellent stuff out there. Um, if you're looking for a great photographer in the Metro Detroit area, check out Patch Miracle Photography. If you're looking for Graduation pictures. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for baby pictures. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for maternity photos. Right. If you're looking for engagement photos. Talk to if them. you're looking for wedding photos. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to do that special boudoir, sexy boudoir shoe for that special someone in your life, check Ooh, it out. Yeah. Pat <laughs> Patch Miracle Photography, folks. Get a, go check them out. PatchMiraclePhotography.com. Or you can find them on Facebook, Patch Miracle Photography. Also, it's your time massage, IYTMassage.com, the best massage therapist in the Metro Detroit area. Folks, I got to tell you, it's your time massage. They are doing excellent stuff right now. And still, you got a couple more days till Christmas. They're doing buy two, get one free gift certificates, folks. Oh. Great Christmas present right now. Buy two, get one. They're doing them for all the stuff too, 60 minute, 90 minute, and two hour. So check it out. You can include all the good stuff, the cupping. You can include the paraffin wax, Ooh. all that good stuff. So the check CBD oil too. The CBD, you can add that on there too. So stocking <clears throat> stuff. Oh, buddy. Uh, so it's your time massage. You can check it out iytmassage.com, or you can find her at it's your time massage on Facebook. Amanda's tremendous at what she does, and I've got several people, including myself, that will tell you that she is the best massage therapist around. Check it out. It's your time massage, and remember, folks, it's your time so take care of yourself yeah absolutely absolutely and folks that i believe is our show now before we take off yeah i want to talk to our fans i want to talk to them for a minute i gotta talk to let them. us talk to you let me talk to you for a minute. yeah hey yeah i you know i looked at our listens over the course of the last couple of weeks and it was really really cool to see them really high oh. for for a week <laughs> it, it, that number was high well it was Crazy. Maybe some of our fans were too. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But look, uh, folks, I got to tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you guys have been listening to us for a while. We've, we've been doing this, uh, shoot, this podcast and getting ready to go on five years. Um, and it's every season. I mean, we go through, we do a lot of work, we do a lot of research. I want to just tell everybody out there, we appreciate you guys listening. Yes. Um, and, and I appreciate all the folks that have come in and been a part of this show in the past. Uh, you know, from from you know Boots to Mr. Alex Steele, who's been a mainstay here, to our boy Tyler Shanto, um, or you know, all those guys. Um, we've had special guests on the show. Andrew, uh, Alex's brother, Andrew's been on the show. Ramia from uh, our boy from Minnesota over there, he's been on the show before. So it was just a, a really good experience having all these people on the show. I want to give a shout out to two of our listeners who who have been listening to us, brand new listeners, and listening to us consistently. Uh, Dave Valley and his dad John. Both those guys have just been giving me, and they gave me some really positive feedback this last week on the show, which I, I was really happy about. I watched football games over last week. So shout out to those guys for all the all the love and all the listening and spreading the word about us, and uh, I really do appreciate it. So, uh, sure do. Yeah, absolutely. And Alex said some wonderful things about me in the text. I haven't gotten – thank you, Alex, for saying that in, 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 the, in the group text. Yeah. I think yeah. 
appreciate that, man. <laughs> Alex, Alex is a nice dude, man. Nice guy. Me, not so much. Well, no. Exactly. But Alex is a nice guy. He waved goodbye to me the other day. I tell you that. No, did he? Yeah. I only saw one finger, but I'm sure. <laughs> sure, you just went. <laughs> Show the rest of the or two. So, folks, that's our show. That is our show. Uh, I, we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Week 17 is on the way. The playoffs around the corner. We're going to be looking at that playoff picture a little bit more. And it, it's really starting to really take shape here. So I hope everybody's excited. I'm excited. And then uh, the best week, one of the best weekends of the year is coming around. We, we, got, mm-hmm. we got a football holiday in week 18. Hey-oh. Hey. So, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week right here on the Outside Blitz. You're probably talking about us. You're the only thing to talk about. Happy Blessed Festivus and ciao!